0: So welcome back to the Diaries of the Wild Ones. Now, once again, a huge thank you to Wild Earth Australia for supporting me and the adventurous lifestyle. If you guys need any gear for your next adventure, running, camping, climbing, hiking, you guys name it. These guys have it. Go to wildearth.com.au and put in the 10% discount code MYDIARY. That's right. We've changed the discount code, guys. The new discount code is MYDIARY, all one word, capital letters, Wildearth.com Dot au. Okay, so now you guys know that I live in Crescent Head and we love our little town and my friends and neighbors here have started Crescent Head Brewing Co. Not only do I love supporting small business, I love supporting just good humans. So let's give a big shout out to Crescent Head Brewing Co. And next time you come to our little town, stop into the tavern or the Tavern Botolo and support the locals. Two beers to choose from, a Fruity XBA or a Chris Lager. Surf the point all day then have a Crescent Head Brewing Co. beer, watching the waves as the sun goes down. That's the point, right? Now, remember, when you come to Creso, enjoy this beautiful place and our local beer, but remember to leave no trace and take your garbage with you, please, guys. Okay, now, on that note, guys, I'm going to ask for a favor from all you mad dog van lifers and troopy lifers. Look, I know exactly what it's like because I've lived in my troopy, i lived in a van, I've traveled around do it, living this way for years, and I get it. But when you guys come to Crescent or go anywhere, can you guys please, National Parks has specifically asked me to put this on the podcast, can you guys please stop shitting on the headland? (laughs) Like it's no fun for anyone. We go down race course for sunset or just for sunrise, go for a morning walk or morning meditation and there's just toilet paper and shit everywhere. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you guys a secret. It's a little trick and I don't know why people don't do this. If you're really busting and can't, you know, can't get to a public toilet or, or you, really, you really need to go, dig a hole, take a bottle of water with you and a lighter, All right, Dig a hole. When you're done, light the toilet paper. Now, have the bottle of water with you so you can put the fire out at the end or so you don't start a bushfire. Now, please, I'm <laughs> not encouraging people to light rogue fires, but just light the toilet paper. Let it burn out. Put some water down, cover back up the hole. Leave no trace. Please, guys, stop shitting on racecourse headland in Crescent Head. <laughs> I can't believe I just had to ask that. Now, guys, you can probably hear the rain in the background of the mic. Now, it's been a horrendous week for northern New South Wales. I myself have been flooded in for the past week and able to get out and help the greater community, which um, hopefully by the looks, we can get out tomorrow so I can get up with my chainsaw and help out where I can. Now, it's just been horrific, the stories I've been hearing, Uh, friends, family members, just our community is just struggling and screaming out for help. There's a whole heap of donation pages up on GoFundMe, just flood relief, Northern Rivers. You'll find something, you'll find someone or you'll find the greater community to be able to help out. But just if you can, help out because they're screaming our communities are screaming for help right now okay now guys let's get into this podcast episode now you're about to meet Tom Robinson now Tom is only 22 and he is going for something incredible now I just find this episode so freaking inspiring because the dude is just going for it like what a legend you're about to hear all about what he's going for and it's Freaking wild and I just can't wait to track and support his journey because it's freaking ridiculous, mate. Tommy, you are fully going for it. Everything you've just done, I've just gotta say, man, like fully big ups to you, and I'm so stoked that there's people like you that are just going for something. You know, so um guys sit back and enjoy this one and let's support Tom on his journey. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, you end up leaning back but can you hear that is that cicadas is it a cicada I think it's a cicada that background noise well we're gonna have the river noise and boats coming past we're gonna have birds and that cicada's pretty loud ah but fuck it that's the whole point man the whole point like it's like <laughs> yeah. oh it's in nature it's stars of the wild ones it isn't like can, isn't yeah. filmed in a studio in office, yeah it's like travelling around what okay so you're this mic
1: have a little one two okay can you hear me there one two How's that? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, good. That's it. Totally.
0: Uh, Tommy Robertson. <laughs> people you call go. you Tommy? Yeah, a couple people, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so the more I... um, I'm actually... Oh, we'll get into your expedition in a second, but I'm actually like really nervous about this one. Like okay. it's like, you know, I meet a lot of people doing some wild stuff and going for it. And that's that's what I freaking love, right? And, yeah. And... But you know, there's different levels.
1: For sure, yeah. There's yeah.
0: different levels, and what you're attempting to do from start to finish, mm. and you've you've you have it you've already started the expedition because yeah. you've done everything by hand. You've done all the prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then you're going to do one of the most wild. Like, I'm just so scared for you. So I don't <laughs> even know what it is, but but um, what? Oh, look at this. This is. So a couple of jet skis are coming past. All right, there listeners, you go. you're going to hear some background noise because we're down at the Carrington, or Carrington Carin- Boat Club. Oh, we're yeah. down at the Carrington Boat Club, uh, sitting here with Tom, where Tom hand-built uh, a, a rowing boat. So yeah. let's get... What, what did you actually do, man? What, what is this expedition? We're going to sit down and break all this down and break down your backstory yeah. and where this
1: whole idea came from. But what is the idea? So the plan or the idea is to become the youngest person to row across the pacific ocean um and so to make that happen i built myself a rowing boat and it's on its way to south america and i'll meet it over there and spend probably about 12 months maybe a bit longer rowing back to brisbane and on the way i'll be stopping along different islands so okay, so that's
0: the plan. So straight up, the plan is all right, all right. So the plan was for you to row across the Pacific, right? Yeah. And then you're like, all right. So to do that, how come you wanted to build your own boat?
1: Um, I could have bought one, but that's kind of cheating, and I, and like that's my trade as well. I build boats. That's my whole thing. It's my obsession as well as rowing. And so for me, that was a big part of the whole journey. You know, I, if I was at sea in a boat that I didn't build. It wouldn't feel pure and real. Like for me, I had to do every stage myself and tick be, every box.
0: Be fully connected to it yourself. Well, yeah, from yeah. start to finish. And so you are just telling me like just off mic a second ago. So you're 22. Yep. But you finished school at 17, did a boat building apprenticeship.
1: Yep, that's right. So yep.
0: four years and then pretty much come out of that and just started Straight building. into
1: it. Yeah. So the whole four years of my apprenticeship, I was dreaming of rowing the Pacific. And so I had this plan in my head. I've had this plan for probably eight years now do the apprenticeship um finish that design the boat spend a year designing and making the boat and preparing and then the next year after that rowing and so far oh. we're sort of on track which is cool
0: oh my god so i hope my little cousin isn't listening to this because she <laughs> and she messaged me a couple of days ago saying she was a bit stagnant she didn't know what her dreams were or what she wanted to do yeah and i said write out what your dreams are do a little vision board and yeah. then just go step by step towards that. Totally. You had this dream eight years ago, and you've literally just gone step by step to make it happen. Yeah. How does that feel that you're in the that it's actually happening? You're in the middle that you've actually done these steps to get yeah. to even
1: where you are now. For sure, yeah. It just feels it feels right. Like there's sort of there's no questioning with my lifestyle I live at the moment. There's no questioning. It's always I know what's going to happen in the next few months, and I know where I want to be, and and I make sure that happens. And yeah, it's sort of step by step. And so I've been dreaming of this adventure for eight years. And there's a lot of other adventures I've got, you know, going, and that I want to do as well. And there's a list on my computer, you know, I'd like to do this and that. I'd like and to do it. Maybe it'll happen, yeah. To be the youngest, okay,
0: so who's, who right now, who holds the record?
1: Um, so right now, I think it's this Frenchman. Um, and I think he was 32 when he rode across the Pacific. So I've got a few years up my sleeve. Not many people have done this trip I'm doing. So, um, yeah, I'll be the youngest by a fair bit.
0: Okay, I've got... Okay. Do you remember where the idea came from?
1: Um, like, so when... I, this was when I was 14, and I loved to row. I was rowing to and from school every day. That's how I got to school, on the river here. Um, and I was just obsessed with rowing. And I sort of had this little bit of an adventurous streak. And then I think I was on the computer one night. I'd probably read books about people sailing around the world and things like that. And um, I was on the computer one night and I found out that people row across the Atlantic Ocean every year. There's a race across. Um, and I was just captivated. I was just fully obsessed. And, um, and I was like, Tom, you're going to do that, but you're going to do the Pacific Ocean, I decided. Um, and from that day on, like it sounds cliched, whatever, but from that day on, there probably hasn't been a day where I haven't thought about it
0: wow
1: yeah 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 it's cool do, do you
0: thinking about it all uh, right and we're gonna get so into this but thinking about it do you realize what you're in for
1: yeah i do and i don't like i think um, i think i'm prepared mentally mm-hmm. for it um, and i understand what it's going to be like but actually living that real experience is going to be new for me and pretty interesting
0: well I suppose that's the whole point if you already knew what it was going to be like what's the point of doing it yeah so exactly you, you know like you're there to learn and have this experience of adventure but yeah yeah I suppose the best thing you can do is like is be best prepared yeah but have you done any long rowing before
1: um so throughout my sort of high school years I did a fair bit of rowing sort of in Moreton Bay and up the coast in Queensland here um so I did a few little rowing expeditions when I was a teenager and I've done a fair bit of sailing offshore and that sort of thing. So, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm definitely prepared enough.
0: We're, okay, this boat, how big yeah. is it? The boats <laughs> are... Dude, everything I'm looking at, when I was like looking at the boat. Because, like, it's pretty funny when I was just up on the Percy Islands, right? Yeah. I was there and uh, one, there was, like, a one um, day where the, the wind changed and a whole heap of boats sailed in. There was probably eight oh, boat, yeah. boats in, in there and all these people came to the beach and um, we had a barbecue... Sick. And the next morning, I woke up and I was like looking at the boats and the uh, the the wind had changed and the swell was kind of coming across through the bay. Yeah. And so all the boats were pulling anchor to leave, but there was this one guy on a little sailor trailer. It must have been like a little. 22 footer or 24 footer or something this little yeah. boat and i'm just watching his boat just getting pendulum he's just like <laughs> bouncing back and forth and i'm and the guy's still asleep and he had a few beers the night before i'm thinking <laughs> <"Fuck>, he's hung over <laughs> he's just getting knocked around like no tomorrow and i just remember thinking at that stage like at the time um my neighbors some best friends of mine were looking at buying a boat yeah and they started looking at sailor trailers anything up to like 40 foot and i was like and i just do to know the bigger the boat is the more comfortable you're gonna be.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, on the
0: water, you know, like yeah, the big, yeah. you know, like it's just like you're gonna be more comfortable. You're not gonna. And I told him that story about this little dude about this little boat, yeah. this dude and it just getting pendulumed around, yeah, right. And this is in like a protected bay inside the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then like, ha- like you're taking a small like, well, it's a rowing boat, I suppose big on the rowing boat scales, but like taking a small boat across a huge ocean. Yeah. Like it's like, how big is the boat?
1: So the boat's 24 feet long and six feet wide, but it's a small 24 foot boat. So if you compared a trailer sailor that was 24 foot, the trailer sailor would be a much bigger boat. So this one's really quite small. It needs to be small because you need to row it, right? You can't row a big behemoth of a boat. Uh, That's just not really possible. So it, it was a challenge between keeping... The boat small enough that I could row it and handle it, and big enough that I could keep all my food and supplies and still be somewhat comfortable. Oh my god! Because um,
0: there's going to be a lot of weight on there. With like, if you you've got to take enough food for how long?
1: Yeah, well, um, so the longest leg is going to be about four months. So yeah.
0: So that will be like Peru to I suppose you what, Peru you, to Tahiti. Peru yeah. to Tahiti.
1: Hmm. So yeah, that's the longest leg. So I'll have enough food for that leg and probably have. I'll probably take enough freeze dried food. I'm gonna have one meal of that each night. I'll probably take three hundred of them or two hundred and fifty of them. So that should should last me the whole trip and then when I stop at the islands I'll stock up on tin food and all that other sort of stuff. But with the size of a boat, like it's it sounds really small and it is quite small, but you get used to the space and your environment. Mm. So like um it seems it seems crazy, but Humans are really adaptable and so yeah. it's not like it's not going to it's not going to feel too small and I know m- me as a person that it's not going to annoy me that it's that small. Yeah. I think I'll get used to it pretty quickly and just become a part of that environment.
0: I literally just talked about this last night about the first night I was in my little hut on the Percy Islands that I built. Yeah. Like the ant they was sand and everything. I was hot and sweaty and ants are crawling over me Ugh. and through me and I was like, oh my <laughs> God. And my back was hurting. I couldn't be comfortable. I hardly slept the first night. And then within like, well it didn't take long, within a wet, like a few days, but like by the end of it, by the end of like Um, the trip, I was just so comfy in there. Yeah. I was just so comfy. Just, but how, how is the boat actually set up? There's those cicadas there, but how's the boat actually set up like for you to have space?
1: Yeah. So, um, so the boat's 24 feet long. The middle sort of six, seven feet of the boat is a cockpit. So that's where I'll be rowing each day. That's an open part of the boat. There's storage underneath, but I'll be sitting there sliding up and down on the seat rowing all day. Um, In the aft, the back of the boat, there's a big sort of six foot long storage compartment. Yeah. Um, And that's where I'll keep lots of food, supplies, spares, all that sort of stuff. And then forward of the cockpit is my sleeping cabin. Um, So that takes up probably eight, nine, ten feet maybe. Um, and, um, And so there's enough room in there for a bunk. So like a six foot long bunk. And then there's a little bit of space to cook and navigate and all that sort of stuff.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, man. I've got so many <laughs> questions here. Okay. First question,
1: water. Yeah. Water. Okay. So, uh, drinking water is pretty important for a trip like this. Um, yeah. So, there's three ways I'll get drinking water. The first is I'm going to carry about 350 litres of it. Um, you've got a row. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, I know and then I've also got a tarpaulin with a little sump so then I can catch rain water when it rains. So that'll be good, and then I've got a manual pump that turns salt water into fresh. And so uh, an it's hour like of pumping, yeah, desal. So an hour of pumping gets me about three liters of water.
0: Oh my god! Okay, yeah. okay, I don't even know where to start on this thing. First, dude, you're insane. <laughs> uh, okay, you're taking a 24 foot boat that you're gonna row across the Pacific Ocean, yep. right? Okay, why did you choose? Yep. to go from Peru across. Is that because of currents?
1: Yeah. So on on a rowing expedition like this, you've got to row a trade winds route. So with the breeze and the current helping you along the whole way, because you, you, like if you didn't have that, you'd be rowing all day. Then at night, you'd be drifting backwards or you'd be stagnant and it would just not be possible. So even when I'm not rowing, I'm still sort of on the same path, plodding along. So yeah, I chose this route because... Um, yeah, it's probably... Yeah, it's it's the best way to go across the Pacific. The other option is to leave from California in the States and then you end up in Cairns, Australia. A few people have done that. And that's a pretty cool route too. Wow, so you're
0: literally looking... So, the route is not dictated by like where you want to go. It's where the currents and wind will push you. Yeah,
1: you don't really have a choice. It's like you're going to be taken to those spots.
0: Oh, my God. So, the, yeah, so you're going with the current and the winds. So, if you left Peru, technically unless you kind of hit storms or get pushed off with your wheel or whatever, but the predominant current yeah. will, will push you yeah. to the South Pacific islands.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you threw in like a, I don't know, a can or something, right? Yeah, like a bottle in yeah, the bottle. ocean. Yeah, yeah, it would end up in so wait, Polynesia. wait, yeah.
0: wait, because you're in a little boat, right? Yeah. If you get pushed off course, which is quite likely, it yeah. would happen. Like I remember we've hit storms and like you know we're six hours off course because the storms sure. come in and pushed us off, right? Yeah. Are you like nervous that when you finally do that four months across the ocean, you're starting to get to Tahiti, that yeah. you're like gonna have to be you're going to might be pushed south and going to have to row north. Like you might miss the island.
1: That's a really good question. Uh, Not many people understand this, but obviously you do. Yeah. So when you're in the middle of the ocean, it doesn't matter if you get pushed north or south a bit. Whatever it is, because you know you're still in that ballpark. But the hardest thing is going to be making landfall at the islands, and so I won't be aiming for a particular island. I'll be aiming for a group of islands, and if I make it to any one of those, then I'll be happy. Oh my god, dude! So yeah, that that's going to be like the really hard bit. Is like the couple days approaching an island. It'll be like row for a couple of hours sleep for a little bit row sleep for a tiny bit just to keep moving along and make sure you 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 stay on that that course you get that needle in the haystack yeah because they really are just a tiny point like when you look at the the pacific ocean yeah yeah there's
0: little dots of those islands that's a huge thing that is a needle in the haystack that you're aiming for and then oh my god and then i i can i can imagine it right now because it's like even like paddling across um a current or whatever like when i'm surfing and i said let's say i i go across a river mouth to surf a break wall on the other side yeah you gotta line up the tide and then like you jump it and you paddle like on an angle right yeah, and yeah so yeah. like you're paddling on an angle aiming for over there but you'll end up you're over like, there yeah so that's what you got to do oh my god yeah. so you'll be
1: have you, uh, right now, are you, when in training, like are you training right now? Um, I'm doing a bit of training, not, not heaps to be honest. I've got a rowing machine at home, which I've been rowing on a bit. And when the boat was here in Brisbane, I was rowing that a fair bit. Um, training's an interesting one. It's not as important as you would think. This is not like a sprint. It's a real endurance challenge. And so I could get super, super, super fit and leave. And when I leave South America, I could be the fittest guy out there. But after three months, right, I'm gonna just end up being in the physical position that I'm probably in now, which is my natural state. Yeah. And so, you can do all the training in the world, but it's not gonna make a big difference. It'll make a difference at the start of the trip, those first few weeks. Mm. But once you get into it and you get into a rhythm, um, your well, body your body's just sort adapt. of yeah adapts to, and, and you basically come back to where you are physically normally. Mm. And so, the other guys I've spoken to that have done similar things. They've all said to me, don't stress the training. If you know how to row and you've got the right technique, then you'll be fine.
0: Right. What about like chafage or whatever, when you're rowing it in the river here, were you like, like how your body moves and how, like, even how your butt sits on the yeah, seat or whatever, yeah. like, like just the, even the skin, the stuff that could get like just annoying, like that you, where you totally. would build up like calluses, like on your body or whatever. Yeah.
1: So the bum will get hit pretty hard. Um <laughs> <laughs> you just
0: taking heaps of basso as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. Um, the seat's got some foam padding on it, which will help. Um, Otherwise, like there'll be salt, like you know, what, you know, salt water and chafing on your skin, and your clothes, yeah. and all that. That's going to be painful. Um, I'll probably be rowing mood some of the time, to be honest. Just, yeah. So you know. N- no, you got to like it's that. That's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be a, a definitely a challenge, but um, you know.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I just told you, I just got off the phone to Blake, um, planning yeah. Ag and Kager, and he said we're just talking about doing for a bit of training, uh, sleep depriving. Okay. So he's saying like we should. Do stuff like you know, and we're we're training together in, in some parts throughout the year. But he lives in Sydney and I live in Crescent Head, so it's five hours away. Yeah. But trying to be on the same kind of like regime or getting in the same same stuff. And uh, he was saying like good ideas to set your alarm for midnight. Oh yeah. Or okay. something you know where or like one a.m. or two a.m. where you only have like three hours sleep. And he said, good idea. And he, he um I think he heard this idea somewhere, but it's freaking brilliant. He said, put your car like. Either do a loop circuit where when you're coming around, you're you're going past your home point. Okay, yeah. So you could stop at any time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the whole thing is to not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you've set yourself a little candy apple. They're, yeah, they're totally. sweet right you can have it whenever you want you can stop but it's like push past that but it was the whole thing is like only have a few hours sleep and then get up and run 20k or get up and run 30k yeah you know yeah, what i mean sure. but have like I do like it that. as a circuit so you've got that yeah and i was just nice. thinking like wow like be good have you thought about training like that considering like
1: yeah interesting
0: yeah like hmm. when you're on a boat like how you're saying like sleep for a few like one hour then work and then yeah. cuz that shit is like that is fucked up, intense, man.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be. There's gonna be some really intense periods of like giving it absolutely everything you can just to just to make it to that spot. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's did you be. did you row the boat in the river here fully loaded? Um, it's never been fully loaded. Like I've had it loaded up, yeah. um, with weights and stuff like that, just to get an idea. Um, but is it hard? it'll be a whole. It's not that hard once you get the momentum up. Yeah, and it's and the boat the boat starts to really run, and so like. With a boat that that heavy, you can drop your stroke rate right down. So instead of paddling, like, you know, taking lots of strokes really quickly to maintain a speed, because it's so heavy, once you get that speed up, it carries that speed pretty easily. Yeah. So it's not, I don't think it's as hard as you would imagine. It's not like riding a bike when you've got a massive pack and a little trailer on the back or something. Like, that makes it a lot harder. But with a rowing boat, no, it's not, yeah, it's not too bad.
0: Yeah, right. Where did the design come from? Like, have you designed this boat to be an open ocean?
1: Yeah, yeah, so the, um, the, the lines of the hull, the design of the hull was sort of inspired by traditional rowing boats, whaling boats, that sort of thing, um, and then the design of the cabin and the cockpit and the storage and, all, and the flotation, all that sort of stuff, that's more modern and that's pretty much in line with other ocean rowing boats do you have like a way to kill have you
0: thought okay what what about a storm man like what happens like yeah. okay so like when i've been sailing yeah you know like you see a storm you try and motor around it right our, yeah. our sailboat didn't have a big big enough motor and they had a little two cylinder so we always had oh, a yeah. motor sail through storms yeah. and like try and get out of storms but like you know like we had our storm prep but i couldn't imagine if a storm hits you and there's going to be Big storms hit you, Do totally, Like, you're crossing yeah. the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see those storms come in. Like, what, sh- what do you do?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, um, the big thing is that there's not much you can do. So, I can only row at maximum two knots, right? So, you can't move out of the way of a storm. But I know that the boat can handle anything. It can handle any storm. And I know that m- me personally and mentally can handle it. So, I've just got to literally batten down the hatches and jump in the cabin and try and get some sleep. And um, throw this sea anchor out if necessary, and just ride the waves. So what will, for
0: people who don't know, what will the anchor do?
1: So the sea anchor is like a cloth-shaped cone that you throw off the bow of the boat, and that keeps the bow into the seas. And so instead of it going broadside and wanting to flip over, the the boat will just be sort of piercing the waves.
0: Yeah, and what what happens if um you do flip? Like, have you thought about capsizing? Yeah,
1: so I've done capsized testing on the boat. And so, because of the shape of the cabin, um, the boat's very unstable upside down. Um, and so, we flipped it over in the river here a few times. So, I was inside and my mates flipped it over. And I was just able to give it like a rock back and forth and it turns back upright. So, it's like a bit of a cork, really. So, like, it could flip over ten times and just, you know, it'll end up back upright again. Oh, so my yeah. God. Yeah, it's, yeah, intense.
0: Are you scared?
1: No, I'm not scared, no. Um, why not? Why not? I'm not scared because I've been thinking about it for so long and I've been running different scenarios through my head and I'm not scared because I built a boat myself and I know it's capable and I know that I'm capable. I think there will be times when I'm scared. Um, there, there might be some, you know, there might be some hectic stuff happens. Um, that's probably inevitable, really. Yeah. But... At this stage, no, I wouldn't say I'm scared. It doesn't keep me up at night.
0: Have you ever spent long periods of time just by yourself?
1: Um, not really long periods of time. Like I've done like a few days here and there. Um, and I've done sort of rowing trips for you know weeks and stuff like that, week or so um, on my own. You do get to see people when you're doing rowing trips up the coast. Um, but no, I haven't spent a long period on my own. I'm looking forward to it, though.
0: Yeah, because in a way, dude, it's you, like I said it to you before. You're gonna you're gonna lose your mind, but in hopefully in the best possible way, you know, in the optimistic way. Like, dude, you're only 22. What a way to learn who you are, like truly yes. are, by yeah, like yeah. being completely by yourself. I was saying this to my girlfriend the other day uh, about like we're talking about the mountains and also about sailing and about how much it humbles you. And I said because. You actually have the time just to sit and think. Yeah, how There's lucky nothing am else. I? Yeah, yeah, so you're just looking there. But dude, if this is gonna take you nine months. You're gonna be staring at the ocean. Yeah. For
1: nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty amazing. Um, I'm interested to see um, what happens when I get back and how I feel and all that sort of stuff and if I've got a different sort of approach. Yeah, well, it's gonna. The thing is, right? It's like there's gonna be
0: times where you're going to want to just check out, where you want to just get off, yeah. Go get a burger or something yeah, 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 and you won't be able to, you know, it's going to be so freaking humbling. Yeah. I just, I think it's so brilliant to, for, for someone, for, for anyone, but for someone who's 22 just to push themselves so much. Yeah. But also like, what, what do your parents think about this?
1: Yeah. What do they think? Um, yeah, I think they've got a lot of faith in what I'm going to do. Um, They've been really supportive. I've been talking about it for a long time, obviously, and so they always knew it was going to happen. Um, But Dad's a boating person, and so he knows the risks, and he can see the steps that I've taken to mitigate those risks. And um, so I think they're confident in the way that they know that I've got the skills, I guess. And, yeah, they're definitely nervous, but they're very supportive too. So Yeah, what are you going to take
0: with you to, like, document and also be tracked? Are you going to, like, are you going to
1: yeah like so there's a so there's a gps tracker on the boat and so you can go to my website anytime and the first thing that pops up will be like a google satellite of the pacific with like oh my god so we can track you yeah and it'll say like tom's doing one and a half knots and he's heading due west sort of thing um yeah so i'll be tracked the whole way along um and then yeah so that's how i'll be tracked what was your what was your other question tracking and
0: I don't know I'm just right now as you're saying this I'm picturing (laughs) you man going one and a half knots or two knots across the little ocean and every day it's nine months man checking in on you (laughs) and like okay you're there and then
1: all right, you're uh, still there. Is yeah, 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 exactly. It's <laughs> like watching paint dry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, dude. And then yeah. I was like thinking, like, if a storm hits, you're gonna see the whole thing. Like, you're gonna move. Like, yeah, yeah. you might see a big. Yeah, a big, but how yeah. how are you gonna document it? Like, are you gonna. Oh, that's it.
1: Yeah, sorry. Um, so I'm taking like GoPro cameras with me and like uh, an iPhone actually, um, and some other cameras as well. Um, so I'll be, yeah, I'll be I'll be taking photographs and. Filming and all that sort of stuff along the way. And I'm going to keep a diary, a log basically. So hopefully, it'll be like a part of my routine. Hopefully, every day or every couple of days, I'll be just writing down my feelings and my thoughts and the weather and the boat and just general sort of log stuff. Um, So that'll be a good way to document it. And then when I get to an island, hopefully, the plan is that I will send that footage off to some people and they'll edit it for you. Edit it and produce it and upload it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mm. Okay. So. Have you worked out so you you leave Peru, right? Yeah. All right, obviously you're going to have time to sleep. Yeah. But how what about when you first leave the coast? You're going to be in like shipping channels and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. How are you yeah. going to how are you going to sleep like
1: Yeah, so that's going to be um that's going to be a bit of a stressful few days because it's like you just want to get off the coast basically because if like if it's 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 unlikely, but if a big westerly came, you know, um you'd sort of you could get pushed back onto the coast um so i'll be just rowing like you know a couple hours on couple hours off just trying to get as far as i can off the coast and out of the shipping lanes and all that sort of stuff
0: wow so the first bit's going to be the most intense and also mm. because i suppose when you're close to land you're closer to weather systems you know hot and cold like yeah you know, with, definitely. The, with the with the land warming up and cooling down mm. and that is where you could probably that's probably the most potential to be getting pushed off course wouldn't mm. it? right at the start
1: yeah definitely yeah yeah that's going to be that's going to be a challenging little period but and i won't be in a rhythm either so it'll all be new and exciting and well what's going on here
0: wait where in peru are you leaving from lima Straight from the capital. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a yacht club there, and that's where the where the big port is, where the boat's gonna arrive in the container and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. I've never been to South you, America. Is all
0: the supplies ready in the boat now?
1: No, that was that. has been a big stress for me, and it still is actually. I I got um all this freeze dried food, backcountry cuisine sponsored me and gave me all this food. Um, but I haven't been able to ship it over there because trying to ship it into um south america's challenging they're, sort of, they're you know trying to get all the right imports and requirements and all this sort of stuff it's a major headache um so i'm not sure how i'm going to get the food there or if i'm and you can't buy freeze-dried food in lima there's a bit for sale down south so i don't know what's going to happen might have to buy it in america and get it i, I don't know yet but yeah that's still like a challenge um then and also, I'll be going to the shops and buying peanut butter and tin tuna and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so and rice. Be, yeah, heaps of rice and pasta and chocolate. Yeah, just
0: yeah. dude, like for one, it's funny the cravings you get, but even like that six weeks on the island that I just did, uh, like on that trip, it's like. Just the craving. Chocolate was, like, huge. Really? Just to have okay. a, a piece of chocolate. Like, just to have, like, this sugar hit. And it was yeah. weird. I don't even eat chocolate much. Well, now, yeah, I don't either. Just, hey, but... but it's, yeah. Well, it's just, like, the fruit you can't store, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, you, you just crave, like, some sugars. And, like, I'm eating fish and rice every day. Yeah. But then it was, like, just to that was the biggest thing when yachts would come in for some reason I was just like you got any chocolate? (laughs) How can we trade? Like it was just like I just wanted some chocolate. It just seemed to be the easiest thing long term stored and then when we were sailing and surfing so much in Indonesia to have like some chocolates or some lollies just a quick energy hit. Yeah, definitely. You know, like just Mm. to push through but it's like um, yeah, because you got to be careful too because you want to obviously you've sailed before so when you do get all that canned goods and and everything you want to get rid of all the garbage straight away yeah get it like as as small as you can definitely yeah it's I'm thinking that as you leave the boat's going to be the most weighted yeah and it's also going to you're going to be trying to get off the coast Mm. fuck that's where all the chafe all the like the hardest bit's probably going to be oh yeah
1: I'll be really hurting then my hands will be blistered and yeah, that's going to be a really like yeah, tough little bit, but after that little bit, when you know that you're in the current and you're going to get there and you're on track and your hands have toughened up and you get into the rhythm and yeah it's going to feel pretty bloody amazing.
0: How do you think a day's going to go? Like where are you going um, to like have sleep, personal time, rowing? Yeah. Like how are you going to split it up?
1: So I'll be waking up when the sun comes up. Have a little bit of. I'll probably row for a couple of hours. Have a bit of breakfast. Um, row a few more hours, have a bit of lunch, um, a bit of morning tea, all that sort of stuff, and then row. And then about midday, I'll do a um, a noon sight with the sextant, so I know my position.
0: Yeah, how are you going to navigate? Yeah, like,
1: okay. So um, so I'll be navigating mostly using a sextant and paper charts.
0: So you're going old school. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then I'll also have a handheld GPS as backup. Yeah. To plot my course if I need to, but yeah, I'm going old school, traditional. We
0: well, should do, but we uh. Well, we didn't. Yeah, we we when we we're sailing, we'd always um, plot our course on the maps and everything, and yeah. always then just back it up with the GPS. It was actually never out, but my mates like it was fun to do it. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. that way, and to do it like that. We didn't. He he would use a sexton sometimes, but um, oh, okay, that is so cool to, to be able to. Yeah, do Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's going to be a good part of each day because it's a bit of mental stimulation. Yeah, like, and I think you need that little time out of each day when you're not rowing, or you're not sleeping, or you're not cooking, mm-hmm. to activate your mind and well, that's
0: what we used to do every two hours we lo- would log a course obviously we nice. got faster so it yeah. probably it was like more more valuable like to do it every two hours but like yeah that was exactly it because you're on watch you're sitting there in the middle of the night you know you're sailing the boat's just potting along going you know five nights you're in the middle of the Molucca Strait or something yeah. middle of the ocean not seeing anything and then you're like oh Oh, I got something to do. Yeah. Sit down and you like put the chart. You work it out. You write your little your little blog on what's nice, happened in nice. the last. And it was just like you know it'd take ten minutes, but it was just gave you something to do. Definitely,
1: definitely, yeah, yeah. That's going
0: to be a big part of it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't. What's your reaction when you tell people? Like when you tell people this this yeah. shit? What's the general reaction? Because like, to be honest, I told a few mates last night, and um, we're well, looking at your stuff and it was just like wow yeah like okay this is um this is proper yeah serious
1: stuff yeah it's funny for me because I've been thinking about it for so long and planning it this whole past year and every day it's just constantly thinking about it to me it doesn't feel like anything special yet it just Mm -hmm. feels like something I'm doing and then I meet people like yourself who kind of can understand what I'm doing and get really excited about it and um yeah, it's really good. It's go I go wow, this is actually pretty bloody amazing what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, cuz you don't know what island or cuz you are aiming yeah. for a group of islands, what you got the Marquesas. Mar- yeah. Mar-
1: Mar- Mar- Marquesas. The Marquesas, yeah. you got yeah.
0: you know, um, French Polynesia. Yeah.
1: Um the Cook Islands. The Cook Islands and Tonga.
0: Tonga. Man, like you've got Fijis up around there, but like okay, so you got this group of islands that you that you're aiming for, right? Yeah. Okay. How? Okay, so you can't pre-organise visas. You don't know where you're gonna get.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that I'll be going to French Polynesia. Um, I think I can't even remember how it works. I think when you're sailing there, because I, because I, I have sailed there, I think you just rock up and you go see the. Gendarmerie, I think it's called, and they give you a visa when you get there. So it'll be
0: right, yeah, but it's going to be so funny. What's going to be so cool is that you'll be in their waters for ages before you even like yeah. check in, because you're like hit maybe hit some outside islands or like totally. Dude You're gonna hit islands, man, and like when you do make it to the South Pacific, you're gonna hit islands with like like especially like if you go through Tonga, like I sailed through Tonga. Oh, yeah. You're going to these little village islands with, like, you know, one family on it, like one yeah. little island, and they're so, they're the friendly islands. So the, the hospitality, totally. totally, it's going to be insane. Okay, you're going to have this, like, I've just pictured you being at sea for four or five months. So, to be honest, when you're saying, like, four months to do that leg, yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it took you longer, man. Like, if yeah. it took you four to six, I, I get it. Like, if you, because that's planning like two knots, eh? Yeah, Is that, yeah, because I, Normally it takes about three months, doesn't it? Or two and a half months to sail that leg? Yeah. That's so like five, seven knots, five knots?
1: My estimation of three to four months is going off with how long it's taken other people who have done the same thing in rowing boats. Oh, so there's okay, a handful yeah. of others that have done it. And so I look at how long it's taken them and go, oh, well, I should be able to do it in a similar time. So yeah, yeah. but hey, it might take longer. And if it does... Or if you it I, storms or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I'm in no well, rush.
0: Yeah, but okay. So then when you get in, man, like think about this. You're oh my god! You're you're gonna be at sea not see anyone. You're not gonna oh, see. Oh, you might see it. You might see a random yacht. But that's the thing, that's gonna be so cool. Yourself, you're this dot in the ocean sailing along. And I've done this like you're sailing on next thing on the horizon. You see another yacht, and yeah. it's just the actual morale that you feel like just that uplift that someone, uplift else, that someone yeah. else is out there. Yeah, for sure. You know, and sometimes like you don't hear him on the radio. Or sometimes I've seen. Remember, I was sailing once. Um. And we saw this boat on the horizon yeah. and we could hear them having a conversation on the radio. Yeah, And then we saw another one and they had a sister boat, you know, oh, they were sailing with someone else. So they're chatting and it was just so cool to listen in on someone else's conversation. And then yeah. I remember when we were around Tonga, I oh, know we're at actually in Minerva Reef, oh, yeah. um, which is in between Tonga and New Zealand. It's just an atoll. Yeah, And there are other boats we could hear sailing into the around the atolls or on their way to New Zealand just in the... In the general, and what so what we did is uh, we put a thing out on the radio on the main channel and said, "Hey, uh, we're going to do a live show. We're going to sing a song and Uh and just you know um, have a bit of a laugh if anyone wants to listen." flip over to yeah. channel like 27 or whatever yeah. and um we didn't know if anyone was going to hear it or whatever and then we flipped over and we we my mate held the radio and we all played the guitar and sung this song i love it and next thing we had all these random people going oh that was sick you know there was probably like four or five other boats yeah. in the waters in the ocean somewhere That's that so tuned good. in and, and listened I to it. it and it was just like wow well, you know you're not alone out there you know
1: yeah no, I'm I'm really looking forward to the camaraderie of meeting other sailors when I'm out there because these are like some of the islands I'm stopping at are popular cruising spots. Mm. And so it'll be so cool to row into an anchorage and, you know, go to the beach or, you know, have a chat with someone on their yacht. Oh, mm. where have you come from? Oh, where'd you come from sort of thing? And, you know. Yeah, and the
0: thing is the world's your oyster. Like, yeah, you've got to have your semi-plan, but at the same time, it's like let the experience take you. Who knows? once you know, bunchy, hit those islands, man, like... You can camp on different islands. You get oh, meet yeah. locals. You're hanging out with other yotties. You're trading. They're gonna like have you over for dinner. Where have you guys sailed from? Oh, we just sailed from Canada. For oh, sure. What happened?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be such a great experience meeting those people. And um, an interesting part of the planning for this trip is that I didn't get the boat over to South America early as I would like. So I wanted to have it over there probably now. Like I wanted to be rowing now to make it back to Brisbane before the cyclone season started. (gasps) Um, That was like, that was my plan. But due to shipping delays and COVID and all that crazy stuff, the boat won't get there until the end of March. But that's been a blessing because that means that I'm going to have to spend a few months probably in Tonga waiting out the cyclone season. And that's just going to be so epic. Like, I'll be living there. Like I've got family there. Oh, really?
0: Half my family's Tongan. Oh, actually. Dude, I'll hook you up. Oh, sick. No, I've got proper... And Tongans? Yeah. Tongans are like any family, any friend of family is family. Oh, okay. This
1: is so good because I've been... like yeah, Every so often you meet someone from Tonga or they're from, you know, oh, you know anyone there? Oh, sort of, not really, you know. But this is good. This is like a real Mm. connection. Okay.
0: And this is the thing too. Everyone in Tonga, Knows everyone. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I went over there with a photo of my auntie. Yeah. My, my late auntie, beautiful lady who's passed away. And I went over there. And I, she was from on in Vival, which is oh, an yeah, island north. in the north. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I flew into Tongatapu, like, yeah. into the main island first. And I had her photo and photo of my cousins and me with my cousins and stuff. Uh, and I'm showing people my auntie from yeah. another island, from another village. Yeah. People knew her. No way. You know what I mean? And she, you know, yeah. and the people are showing a photo of her like 20 years ago oh. and they knew her. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? It's okay. just like people just know because it's, it's all village, man. Amazing, yeah. And, and okay, so Tonga, the fir- how's this, right? So we flew into Tongatapu and then the boat was still up in Vavao yeah. because it was going to sail down to Tongatapu and then we're going to leave from there. But then our weather changed or whatever, and then they said, "Hey, we'll, we'll fly us up to Vavao in a couple of days. Enjoy Tonga, yeah. Tongatapu, and then fly up to Vavao. We'll sail around these islands, around Hunga, and the islands in the north, then we'll set off yeah. to New Zealand." We're like, "All right, okay, cool." So we had a few days, and the fir- but the first day, like um, our flight got delayed to go to Vavao. Oh yeah. So we're sleeping at the airport out the front, and. It's about because it's a little domestic airport, little village. There's nothing there. It's just we flew into, um, there was just, we flew in at about nine or ten o'clock at night, and there was no point going uh, to find a hotel or whatever. When yeah. We had to fly out the next morning because originally we were flying out the next morning before everything got delayed. And so we just went to the domestic airport. It's all closed. Yeah. It's tiny little, tiny little shack place, pretty much. You know? Yeah. Tonga's yeah. Tong all village. Like I thought that would be like a, Big town or city, but no, yeah, yeah. it's like all village. And so it's about two in the morning, and we're asleep on the concrete out front of this, out front of this um, little airport thing. And next thing, I just get woken up by this guy putting a watermelon on my chest. This guy is like pulled up <laughs> in his car, seen these three white dudes sleeping, yeah. and got out a watermelon. And I'm woken up, and he's like, "Here you go." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." No and He goes, gets in his car, yeah, and drives off. And I'm like, huh. Oh, so we, I go back to sleep and then in the morning we wake up and we've got this watermelon. We start eating this watermelon. Our flight's delayed or whatever and it looks like the weather's going to be bad and we won't be able to fly up for a day or two. So we're like, yeah. "Oh, let's just leave our stuff at the airport here. We asked them like if it was going to be safe. And they're like, yeah, man, it's Tonga whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, all right, we'll, we'll walk out to the road and we'll hitchhike into town. Yeah. So we go out and... Um, bit of a walk, like dirt road out to get to this road out from the little airport to get to the main road. Yeah. Put our thumb out. Next thing, this little van rocks up yeah. with this like big guy driving it and his, and his wife and a couple little kids in the back. So we all climb in the back of this van. I was sitting like where like your luggage goes in the back, sitting down, yeah. playing with all the kids and everything. We're all hanging yeah, out. And we're like, yeah. hey, can we just get a lift into like a, a homestay anywhere in, yeah. in the village? The guy's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So we're driving along. And then next thing he goes did you guys like your watermelon? <laughs> and we looked at like, oh my God, was that you? And he's like, yeah. So this guy, like this no talking guy, like, he was the guy from the night before who yeah. gave us the watermelon. And then we drive into like this little village yeah. and there's just like chickens running around and everything. Sure? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, here's a little homestay, like you can stay here. And then I said to him, oh, like that's really cool, but we wanted to go to the center of town. Yeah. And he goes, this is the center <laughs> of town. And we're like looking around, <laughs> wow it's like, like yeah. tonga is just village man it's okay sick. yeah that,
1: i'm really excited about yeah, it. yeah it's
0: real, it's raw and wild and like but like no joke um can prop a hooky up there
1: yeah okay that is so cool okay
0: Wait, are you gonna are you taking a, a sat phone or anything yep
1: yep i got a sat phone so i'll be able to make calls at any point if i need to and how
0: are you charging stuff
1: uh, so I got a solar panel and batteries on the boat. It's sort of, you know, it's sort of set up. There's, there's Yeah,
0: are you set up for losing things? or things breaking, little toolkit? Yeah.
1: yeah, there's toolkit on board. There's spare of everything, basically. Do you have um, a spare oar? Yeah, I'm taking six oars. <laughs> I was so. going to say, well, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you, yeah, I'll you I'll start heading off
0: and then you like, you lose an oar. You're like, yeah, oh, fuck. Going in <laughs> yeah,
1: no, yeah, I got six oars, so I can break a few before I get into too much trouble. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God, man world's your oyster Mm. how have you found it okay so especially being young but actually like this is the thing this is what's so inspiring about what you're about to do is the fact that you're actually about to do something the fact that you're actually going for something that you've set out a dream and a goal and you work towards it and this is what I find people okay First of all, you got haters in the world, right? And it all comes from their own ego because they're not doing anything, right? Yeah, anything for you sure. do, people like, oh, like I remember I, I said to a friend the other day something about this man, and straight up, she's like, oh, it's not even that, uh, that crazy okay, about yeah. this thing about when we're talking about something. And I was like, what are you fucking talking? You know, it's, it was yeah. her own ego. It's it's like, okay, so f- first of all, it's like we've always got to like to live this life that we want to live we've got to set out. We've got to actually have a go to to get our goals yeah, done, definitely. right? But we've got to set out knowing that we might, like, that we might not make the goal happen. Definitely. But as long yeah. as we set out for it, and for some reason, a lot of people don't even try because yeah. they're scared of failure. Yeah, it's funny, And then, isn't so, it? because yeah. they're scared of failure, they don't try, and then they... F- because of that, they seem to want to put everyone down that is trying around them. Yeah. Because they're scared of having a go themselves and failing. Mm. So then they're putting people down. They're doing all oh, they shouldn't be. They should be like getting a loan and buying a house yeah, like the rest yeah, of yeah, us. And yeah, like, yeah. Fuck off, dude. Like, you know, like the thing is, it's like you're actually having a go. Yeah. You're actually going for something. Like not only you actually, you're going for something fucking real and major and like, And you're going on, you're planning, you've planned a major expedition and you're going for it. So how have you found the support with the people around you, the fact that you're actually going to do something?
1: Yeah. um, The support's been amazing, really. It blows me away how many people are interested in it and want to learn more and follow along and want to help me out. Like um, there's a guy over in Lima and I've never met him. Um, He just sent me an email saying, hey, I'm over here in Lima. I'll help you organize your boat and stuff over here he's part of the yacht club right and so we email back and forth like every day and he's just been putting in so many hours to help me make sure the boat gets through customs doing all this stuff for me and it just blows me away how nice he is and Mm. all that stuff he's done for me and like Arby, who i've been filming with and shooting with like he's just done all this stuff because he wants to tell the story and he wants because he believes
0: in you how, how is that for you um when people are believing in in you like does that give you that strength it's
1: really good yeah i'm lucky in that there's not really there's not really many haters that i've Mm. come across um i guess it's sort of i the people i associate with in the boating community yeah they know me and and they all have confidence in me and for them for these old guys that i look up to for them to say to me look yeah i think you're gonna do it and i think you're capable um that's really heartwarming and it's like, yeah. Are you but, scared of letting, yeah.
0: letting him down?
1: Uh, no, it's an interesting question. I had an email from a guy the other day who I've been working with and he said, um, look, we want you to succeed but you live your own life. If it doesn't work out, that's fine too. And I thought that was a really nice email to get but I know mm. that deep down. I'm, I don't feel pressure. I don't feel pressure yeah. to do it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty headstrong, I guess. And yeah. so I'll do what I want to do. And um, oh yeah, fingers crossed it all goes to plan. Um, but yeah, who That's knows? What,
0: what was brilliant with uh, uh, when I interviewed Alyssa Azar about climbing Everest. Her sponsor, you know, that paid for everything like mountain designs that fully backed her. Wow. You know, the first year she didn't succeed. The second year she didn't succeed. Yeah. You know, the third year she did. Yeah. You know, and they backed her the whole way because the thing is, it's like, like, especially when it comes to mountains, like, it's an attempt. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're attempting, and, like, it's really important that you align yourself with sponsors, people to support that know, like, you know, it's just, like, they're just supporting the fact that you're giving it a go. Yeah. That you're going for it. And that's the whole thing. Dude, I, like, there's no question, like, the currents are going to, like, it's, man, imagine if you ended up in Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, fuck, I didn't pack a jumper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Or, so... Walk, walk, like, you're not going to be able to wash your clothes.
1: Yeah, it'll just be a saltwater bath for the clothes, a bit of soap maybe. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pretty crusty. Do you
0: know, okay, I don't know if you can, this fucking saved us when we were sailing, was we had a little pump, um, a little pump water thing. Okay. Um, like, just a little spray bottle pump. like, like oh, a, yeah. Like a yeah. Um, weed sprayer.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. And
0: so, we would have a saltwater bath.
1: Yeah. Right, and then I would have off.
0: a little sprinkle just to rinse it off. But to do that, you don't have to do it every day. But just to do that every so often, yeah, just to spray that salt is such a refresh.
1: That's cool. Okay, you know? I like that. Because I even
0: found that like I didn't shower for six weeks on that island trip. My actual clothes, especially when the Nordleys would come in, yeah. it'd be like that really salty air. Yeah, and my clothes just like went. They were soaking wet, wouldn't wouldn't dry, and then when they did, with all that sodium, just started falling apart. Yeah, okay. And my shorts, like these shorts, like this, like would just completely, like they just (laughs) broke apart. But I was like, fuck, to have a shower. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted a couple of times. What I yearned for was just to wash the salt off. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So I so, like, I don't know, like you might want to pack one of them in. Yeah, just for that's, a little, that's a good idea. Just yeah. for a little like treat little myself treat, every time. Yeah. Se- yeah. When you're having your chalky. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Chocolate in the shower.
0: <laughs> Another thing that I found that you can do with chocolate yeah, is um, hot chocolate.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good morale booster, hey. Yeah,
0: just melt it, like especially when it's cold or whatever. I did that on the island a couple of nights um it wasn't that i had a hot shot i had um cacao okay yeah, i had some yeah. cacao with me for a morning oat mix that i was just putting some cacao in and it wasn't the best like it was a bit bitter and everything but yeah. i put some honey in it because i had some honey but it was just to have something different and a different taste and to sit there with like this warm totally yeah like, yeah kind of drink that's the thing it's like you think because like right now like well for, i don't i don't know because i haven't done like nine months like solo but just like what I've done is just like you know that last six weeks I found like just the morale boost to have just to have a little treat or something yeah. different and like, like like I said like I don't eat chocolate every day but I'd love to have a choccy but when I was on the island and like your body's getting these cravings just to sit and like have a little treat
1: totally yeah mm.
0: are you taking tea and coffee?
1: Um, I don't drink tea or coffee no oh. so I kind of...
0: that's where the hot chocolate could come in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
1: totally. Then I'll get addicted to it. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Fuck. What Mm. are you cooking
1: on? So, I've got like one of those little jet boil stoves. Oh, yeah. So, you got to take the
0: little gas bottles? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so, they'll heat up the water I need to add to the um, freeze-dried food. Yeah. But then I'm also just going to take, like, a normal camping stove and a fry pan and a pot so I can cook, um, like, rice and pasta and fish and that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, okay. What if, yeah, fishing, are you going to try troll the whole time Um.
1: Yeah, I'll be... I'll have a lure out the back um, quite often. Um, yeah. The fishing is going to be a big part of it because, like, that'll be the only fresh thing I'll get. And yeah. it'll be fun, you know, catching a nice big mahi-mahi. Mm. That, that'll be, um, yeah, a really nice part of it.
0: Yeah, I'll say the hardest thing, too, is once you get offshore... there isn't many fish. Like the open ocean, like like you'll get lucky or
1: hopefully you get lucky, but then... You'd you'd be surprised in that my boat becomes like a little ecosystem and so like the barnacles grow on the boat and then the little tiny fish nibble the barnacles and then the pilot fish come and then the mahi mahi are just attracted to anything like that it is floating and so there'll be schools of them around the boat and there'll be tuna and stuff and so
0: that is actually bro I never thought of that because you are going that slow like that it's about like when there's a log in the ocean Mm, and we're mm, sailing mm. we turn straight forward and start casting for the mahi yeah well I'm just a log
1: yeah 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 wow
0: so you are just a log then what you've to be also careful man is like peru and that whole leg will be fine but once you start getting into Tonga's okay with cicatera yeah the tahiti and um the marquesas like you can't eat anything out there
1: yeah yeah no that's scary hey. so for
0: people that don't know what cicatera is what it's um it's not a disease is it it's just like it's like the coral it's like really high is it mercury no what is it's,
1: it yeah i'm trying to think
0: but basically it's what the fish eat out there like when you eat um that you'll get really sick.
1: Mm. Yeah, 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 and it's pretty bad like you can get really really sick. But you can it. die from it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so ciguatera like so there's islands all in the South Pacific that you actually can't eat any fish. Mm. You mm. know what I mean? There's some types you can, but then once you get down to Tonga, Tonga was fine, but there was like some species like you had to be really careful of the coral eating fish or whatever, but and then also normally like you got to be really careful of the size like Spanish mackerel you like okay, that's an older fish. It's going to have a more high level of cicatera So you want to eat the smaller ones, the small not ones, the bigger yeah, ones. So yeah. it's like once you start getting into that territory, that's another thing you like. You've got to research or ask the locals about because yeah. like, fuck, man, imagine that. Like you've been at sea for four or five months. You start coming into these islands. Next thing there's fish around you. Next thing you fish <laughs> on. Like, fuck, yeah. And then last thing you want is just to get yeah. so sick.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Have you, have you like, are you experiencing, because I can't imagine this trip, other than the logistics of starting it and doing it, costing a lot. But then once you leave,
1: yeah, like, that, that <laughs> not much cost once I leave. So, it's 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 a really funny thing. Um, like I thought that this whole past year for me would be about building the boat, which it was. But it was half the year was building the boat. The other half's just been emailing and logistics and planning and trying to get money mm-hmm. and like it just blows my mind. And so yeah, once once I leave south america um like i'll take some cash with me and i'll need cash to stock up on food along the way but other than that there won't be mm. it won't be costly But just the much. cost
0: and logistics like how long did it take you to, uh, to to build the boat
1: so the boat took me five months to build holy shit and that was sort of like 10 hours a day five six days a week um so it was committed go for it it was good great fun Just like the best time um and then, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of planning.
0: Well, see, there's a lot of costs there. Like, so, okay, so for one, you didn't work for five months. You're building a boat. Yeah. Okay, so it's like all your living expenses to do that, right? Yeah. And then you've put, the, you've built the boat, all the materials. Now you've had to put it in a shipping. And, oh, my God, that would have cost so much to ship a boat.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's double now than what it was a year ago because of COVID. And, and there's this shipping crisis on at the moment, really. So how much did it cost you? To p- 21 grand to get it there fuck off yeah yeah that was a big hit
0: hey how did you oh my god how did you yeah how the fuck did you pay for that
1: yeah that was a big hit um i had a company that was nice enough to donate some money towards that yeah um but most of it came from my bank account <laughs> i know this is the hardest it's like, thing it's like even it's with these podcast like
0: I, I don't monetize this podcast um i just do it because, yeah. of, because i like doing it but at the same yeah. time it's like yeah right now i'm going for agoncagua and yeah. The logistics around that just the fees for the park and and everything and yeah. i want to i want to take the podcast and do that and do that for the well i just want to tell stories of mountaineers and do all that yeah. on the way but at the same time like i've been trying to work out the logistics of how to get there i've just set up a donate page on on the okay. website sweet yeah. but it's like man it's just like you can't people don't like you don't donate like i, yeah. I was thinking about like you gotta s- set up a um Like you've got a, it's not a Patreon. You've got to go go fund me. I was thinking about like maybe that, but even that's like, it's scary. Hey, it's just like, I was thinking like, but it's just all the hidden costs and everything just to do it. Yeah, it it blows out. Yeah, (laughs) fuck it blows out. Like all the gear, just, uh, just even the, um, getting all the gear. Like I was just talking to Blake about it. I was like, we can't get Mountaineer gear, the stuff we need in, like you might be able to in Mendoza or in Chile or something, but I'm like, no, nah, we're going to have all the gear tried and tested here. Yeah. Right. So we've got to actually get all that over there, our whole gear, all our food, like you're saying, yeah. a month's worth of gear. So just to put that on a plane or to ship it over there is going to cost so much. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. you've got your park fee. It's like, it's going to cost at least 20 grand to your trip yeah to like if you actually figure out the whole trip the whole logistics behind it just i think just the park fees three grand wow well you know what i mean just to be able to attempt the mountain you know yeah and then you've got to have helicopter insurance on top of that and everything and then we're we're saving money because we're going to do it unguided okay yeah so we'll save about three or four grand us i think if you just got to mendoza like got there all on your own back and then went oh i'm going to do this mountain guided it cost you about 10 grand us Wow. so it's like we want to yeah so it's like We're halving that by doing it ourselves unguided. Yeah. But it means we're going to climb the mountain about four times or five times, you know, because we're going to plant plant our stuff as we go up the mountain because it's a three-week expedition that we've got to carry all the stuff. We're not going to have Sherpas or anything doing it or guides, you know, doing that stuff for us. So that's the whole, like, yeah, but it's just, like, the whole thing. It's like, man, there's a lot of logistics, but it is, at the same time, it's my dream. I want to do it.
1: Yeah. And all that planning is kind of fun, too, as well, because it's, like, it's all working towards that goal and it's just like fun and yeah this is gonna happen and
0: yeah we just we just figured it out just that well we're just Blake and I've we been finding different like climbing itineraries that people have left up or different oh yeah, yeah. different okay. things and so exciting and then we just found um, they've got an incentive because all the uh, all the um, international expedition companies come in for the climbing season yeah that guy that for uh, 14 peaks yeah it's on Netflix the guy um NIM he does uh, guided expeditions in Cagra in, in the climbing season, so it's like all these like outside uh, companies come in, and then we found that if you use a local company to get to base camp, because it's about forty k's that you gotta that well, you can't hike because you gotta take a month worth of gear, yeah. like food and everything. So you gotta, so it's good to mule it in. Yeah, they say so if you use a local mule company, they'll give you twenty percent off the park fee, which nearly pays oh, for taking wow. the mules. Yeah, so okay. straight up we're like. Fuck yeah, like, but, you know, like, Good all little, that excitement yeah. of like, all right, all right, we're to get this local mule company, put all that stuff. Yeah. So they take your stuff there, then you hike. So you only have to take enough, a bag for enough about three or four days. Yeah. Like, so you just got to take it. You'd still be probably 15 or 20 kilos. Yeah, bag, wow. Okay. Maybe 15. Yeah. And so you're still hiking 40K, mm. you know, three or four days or whatever of terrain, you know, that. But, um, yeah, and then you get to base camp and all your stuff's there. And then from there. Yeah. do wow. the thing. Yeah. So, and we want to hit it early season. Yeah. I'm just getting so excited for this whole trip, man. Like the whole, just like, okay, we're going for like a three week expedition or yeah, a month. Yeah. Like we, we said, if we give it a month, we, we get more chances. It's it's kind of scary, actually, when you look at it, because you want to spend less time in dangerous parts of the mountain, like, like high altitude. You want to spend yeah. less time at the same time. The longer you're in high altitude, the better your body's going to adapt and adapt and the more. Um, whether you're open to weather windows. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I watched this doco the other night of these 12 people going, like doing an expedition and their weather window closed in by three days Yeah, okay. um, on their summit push. So that this is on Agoncagua, like the, the same mountain. And... They were gonna have a rest day and then yep. they're gonna have another half rest day at camp four or something. So they'll be in altitude having a rest day, then another half rest day, and then because their weather window closed in, they just had to push for summit.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And so on that summit push, um, everyone dropped off, one person had to get helicoptered off, everyone turned Jesus. only three people made the summit out of the twelve. Wow, You know, yeah, just because okay. they had to push in, and I was just thinking, like, imagine that, like, yeah, storms coming in. If we could, if the storm was going to be in a a spot where we could either get back down to, you know, a safer camp or, you know, really batting down the hatches and sit in a tent for two or three days and out, then if we've got the time, we don't have to push. That's more time that we have on the mountain in that altitude to, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just said to Blake, like, instead of. You know, most people give themselves the three weeks. I like, let's at least give us four. We'll have an open nice. itinerary. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's like, but yeah, people will go for even try push for fourteen days, and you just you don't. Then all your variables, like what you know.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh man, it's just exciting, just adventure, like expedition. It's like, so I-
1: easy, yeah, yeah. It's so good, and it's like, it's it's funny um, with this row, like um, for the amount of time that I've put in and money I've put in. The fact that I've got a year of an adventure, yeah. like it's actually pretty good value. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, it's, Yeah, it's going to be, yeah.
0: But you've got a GoFundMe set up so people can support you. And this yeah. is the thing that like be so good to support you because you're supporting someone just literally going for it and going for their dreams. And like, man, we want to see people do this shit. Yeah. It's inspiring. There's not
1: enough of it, hey. It's, yeah. it's
0: fuck it. there's literally not enough of it. Yeah. It's just like, and the thing is, everyone, everyone has a dream. That, okay. So, everyone I know has a dream yeah yeah. you know but when I really think about like if you really think about the percentage of people that actually are, are stepping towards that dream and one of the biggest things and I said this to my little cousin the other day and Haydar Logie said it to me there's a video on my Instagram of the um, of the the interview I did with Haidar, and he says you know he he, you know wasn't enjoying where he was in life he was about 19 or 20 he was addicted to cigarettes yeah um you know, he was smoking, he was drinking, he was doing, oh, I think he said he was doing drugs, but it was just, everything that he was doing wasn't helping him get to his dreams. And he just sat down one day and he just said, what do I want to be? Yeah. Where do I want to go? And he just said, he wrote down his goal and then wrote down a step-by-step plan to get there. And he said, every morning he just woke up and worked on that next step. Yeah. And then he ticked that off and he said, within like um, a year, he stopped working his day job. Wow, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And became a pro surfer. He was doing movies. He was, became yeah. the first pro surfer in Iceland because that's what it, what he wanted to be. And Epic. it actually didn't take him that long. But he just did the work towards it. It's he all just, possible. Yeah. You know? He like, just went. Yeah. This is my dream. I'm going for it. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And like, what is it? it was like, are we scared of hard work? It's like it's funny. It's a real mindset. Like, and I've got this idea in my mind that anything I want to do, I can achieve. And, I, and and I really feel like it's all possible. And um. And it's just, yeah, it's for whatever reason, people don't have that same feeling. They yeah. don't. I've yeah. got, it's
0: because you've always been able to do it because you're capable. And the thing is, everyone is, this is where people get confused. They always think, oh, well, that's, I'd love to do that, but that's not for me. Yeah. And all those people had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. They all, they all, like, everyone that's inspiring you right now, they all started from zero. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And they had to work. And it's just like, what? Are we scared of hard work? Yeah. And the, the hard work is the journey. Yeah. that's it that is the reward what you don't just go do it and get it done it's like okay if i just went to ag kaga right now and walked up it yeah. and went oh, okay cool i'm here fucking cool okay what's yeah. what's the the like, what's the achievement in that? Totally. You know, totally. the achievement to do it is the fact that I've got to work hard to be able to do that.
1: Definitely. You know what I mean? Planning so it's, and prep. And, yeah, yeah, but
0: that's the exciting part. It's the journey. It's not just doing it. It's the actual journey of doing it. Yeah, yeah, You know, definitely. it's the, the planning, it's the preparation, it's the training, it's getting mm. the mindset, it's actually working towards it. People are like, okay, this is my goal, I just want to get there. And they don't think the steps in between, yeah. They think, oh, that's just too hard work, so they don't even start. But that's the fucking it's all, fun yeah, part. That's all
1: part of the fun, exactly. I yeah.
0: Because um, I live off grid, right, um, down in Crescent Head, and, and yep. I had this uh, girl come to, uh, a friend's sister came to my place one day. Yeah. Um, and I've always just get amazing responses, right? Because yeah. people come and I, okay, so I live pretty raw. Yeah. And I've went from living in a freaking swag, living in my car to living in a canvas tent yeah. to as I'm building the house to like wrapping it. And it's all natural built. Like, man, it's so far I've only spent 40 grand building my house. Yeah, and that's it's, it's awesome. And it's a pretty big house. It's yeah. just because it's like, I've used recycled materials, stuff off the land. Epic. And it's just like... You know, and it's funny. I've got mates right now spending five hundred grand, six hundred grand on houses, wow. like to build. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it myself. But yeah, like, the, the thing is, it's just different, each to their own. But for me, it's like I want to build it myself, but I have to have this dream. Yeah, right. So the whole thing, it's like what it is now. It's like I don't just see what it is now. I see what it's going to be in the future. Yeah. Because I need to know what I'm building. I need to know what I'm planning for. I need to know. So it's the mm. journey and having fun with it, right? Yeah. Now I had this girl uh, um, come to my place. People are always just at my place and. And I really only like people there that can see that and love yeah. um, That love nature, love yeah, connecting yeah. to it and connecting what you're doing. Like you, you, you built the boat so it's real, it's yours. Yeah, Same yeah. with me. It's like, I want to have that connection to it. I want to build the house. I want it to, to be my blood, sweat and tears. I want that wall to be crooked because I was learning how to build a wall yeah. and I fucking fucked it up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, It's just That's like... That's the
1: thing. People are scared of, of building something or doing something because I don't think it'll be perfect. Yeah and I think in society now there's this idea that everything's got to be perfect and you look around at modern houses and cars and all this sort of stuff and they're all schmick and clean and brand new and and it's just a real shame yeah. and it's like people so people don't think that it's possible anymore to make things yourself. Yeah. And my 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 boat on the rock across the ocean like she's a beautiful boat she's not perfect you know. There's yeah. things that aren't exactly right. Um but it's I did expression. it myself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. And, and it's not rocket science, you know.
0: Yeah, we well, can I, all do it. <laughs> I had this, I had this girl, and she was, a, you know, she, she came from a lot of wealth in in Sydney, and I, I definitely don't judge her. So it's just, it was just yeah. like, it was just a, like, a, like literal, like, wow, that's a different way and i was so i was walking around my property and i'm like yeah so i'm putting the tp here and so i need to trim these trees that's going here then we're building a path along here and then um on this wall over here is going to go this and then okay so i'm building the bathroom down here and i'm putting the garage around here and meanwhile my house that i'm at is only half built yeah and she just like looks after her. i've like given her the whole tour everything i'm doing she just looks and goes well it's not really done is it <laughs> and i was like what do you mean it's not really done she's like well when are you going to do it? Like, it's not even done. And I was like, what? I was just like really taken back by the wow. response. And I was like, yeah, okay. "I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, if you saw this place six months ago or a year ago or two years ago, yeah, this wasn't even here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I don't just click my fingers and it's done. I don't just pay for it to get done. I'm building it myself. For but sure. I have to have that dream. You know what I mean? I have mm. to have that planned out. It's mm. like, but I do step by step. So, right now, I'm at the stage of closing in the walls of this house is is what I was at at that stage. I'm like, once I do that, then I finish the kitchen. Once I do that, I concrete this bit out here. Once I do that, I build that bathroom over there. Once I do that, I put the garage over there. Once I do that, I do But I'm like, I've got to have a plan in place. And that plan will change and adapt as I do and see different visions. But it's like, I've got to have a dream to work towards. And I'm just doing step by step. And... For me, and I said to her, "It's the journey. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. right now I'm having so much fun building. I don't even want it just to be finished. Yeah. It's gonna be cool, like yeah, when I finish it. But, but it's like right now I'm building the dream. Yeah, exactly. And it was just a different way of thinking. She was just thinking like she kind of was like looking down on it, as in yeah. well, I felt I felt very judged. Like she was looking wow. down, as in like what? And I was like, I felt <laughs> what what it did is it took away from my achievement. Yes, and yeah. what I was trying to do because yeah. she was like I was working. I worked so hard on that place, and I For love sure. it." And, you know, and I was just like, dude, you've got to come down, man. You're always oh, welcome. Yeah,
1: okay. That would be sick. I've heard good things about that place. Well, it's just a cabin in the woods. Yeah.
0: we'll come down. I'll go meet you in Tonga, man. Yeah, okay. We've got heaps of time. When I'm done in South America, you might be over I'll yeah. stay in contact. I'll come it's over because I want to sure. go see family.
1: Okay, that would be like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think
0: there's enough room to camp on your boat with
1: you. <laughs> no, it's pretty tight. <laughs> it's, oh. it's good what you're saying about about the planning. And like... There, there are ways to row oceans where you don't have to do much work. If your budget's big enough, you can rent a boat and you can join a race and you can do... You can. The more you spend, the less work for you, basically. Yeah. So there are people that pay lots of money and they get the boat shipped to the start line and they haven't really even used the boat. Yeah. Um, and that's all well and good, but um, for me, like, um, building the boat, designing it, planning the whole trip pretty much solo has been such a, like, raw and hard and enjoyable experience mm. and i've learned so much yeah like i previous to this year I'd, i i like you know i didn't do much on my computer ever but now every day i'm sending emails and i'm learning about that world and and i'm sort of making contacts and trying to raise mm. money and and it's so good like yeah. and i just feel set up now for the future and for whatever I want to do in life, if it's another adventure or if it's building a house or whatever it is, mm. I just feel like I'm capable now.
0: That's the thing, man. And, could you, and you also got that connection to it. I was just thinking about, I had a conversation the other day with um, my girly and she was just, she, and she was doing exactly what I need her to do. And that is like question things and put holes and just make sure... Question my things in, in that, your life or her yeah, life? Yeah, in my life to yeah. make sure my mind's in the right spot. Cool. And yep. she questioned me about why I want to do or unguided. Okay, yeah. And And it was exactly that. It's like, I don't want to like, like I want to climb it.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah, want to yeah. just
0: pay a shitload of money for someone else to do it for me. Yeah. And i like, all I've got to do is the walking or the hiking or climbing part. It's mm. just like, I don't want to like get to camp too with a really light backpack on and my tent's (laughs) already there and food's already set Uh, up for me and I have a drink of water and I have a tent and I get... And I get into bed because someone's already climbed ahead of me and set up my ship for me. Yeah, yeah, so I don't yeah. I do that. It's just like, I want to do it
1: myself. It's, it's and taking she's like, away from the real adventure.
0: Yeah, and I don't put it, put it down anyone that does that because each to their own and where you're at and where you want to do. But I said, for me, the connection that I, if I want to climb a mountain, I want to feel like I've done it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah, know yeah, what you I mean? It. I don't want to like have like stops where someone's gone ahead of me and set up a <laughs> fucking <laughs> tent and got food for me. Yeah. And I've just had to have a light backpack on and do it. Mm. You know, it's just like, I want to... I want to, you know, I've got to climb ahead, put my gear up there, you know, come back, you know, like, yeah. I've got to climb the mountain. If I want to do it, I want to do it myself. And and it was, it was really nice her, her questioning that. Oh, where are you coming from? Because mm. she didn't know. And, you know, to say, like, it's actually not, it's not, it could be. Well, it's not... I don't see it as ego. I see it as like, I want to do it. It's my connection to it. Yeah, It's, you know, a it's funny my thing. achievement. I don't want anyone, I don't want to share my achievement with someone if that's ego or not. It's like, I want to feel yeah. I'm setting out for a goal and I want to do it. It's like for you. It's like, mm. that's why I'm building the boat. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same thing. It's like, you can say, it's like, oh, I did this. I did all of it. You yeah. Know?
1: And, 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 and it's a reflection of me as a person. Like if I'd bought a boat, then that's someone else's dream in that boat and someone else's idea and creative mind in that boat. Yeah. Whereas doing it myself, the whole thing is a reflection of me. Yeah. And that's, that's as true to life as it's going to get. Yeah. And, and it's just really where important. you're
0: at. It's just where you're at, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where you're at to just fully want to send it like that. Mm. So, so yeah, it's the same with my house. It's just like, I, I just want to do it. I want my, yeah. It's like, I want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm right now. I'm about to build this shed and I, you know, I don't, know how to concrete. So I've got a guy coming into concrete. Yeah. um, And then I'm helping him concrete. So I'm doing it with him. I'll be his lackey. And then my mates coming in, who's just my neighbor as well. And he's one of my best mates. And we've said, and he's a builder as well. And so I'm like, I want to build a shed with you. And so I'm trading him days to do trees for him. So I trade so I don't have to... so cool. So I don't have to pay him. Yeah, yeah. And I'll have to probably... might end up having to pay him some days. It depends on how long it takes us, you know. But I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do trees for him. He's going to work for me. And then Noel, the other guy, the concreter, he's going to help us as well erect. And so we're three mates that I just get to build together with. Yeah. So it's like I get to do it and I get to build my what i want and how i want it but at the same time i get to learn off more experienced people yeah, but it's still totally. my blood sweat and tears going into it and totally. i get this connection with with, yeah. with them you know like it's yeah. just like i'm so excited for it yeah you know, it's gonna be hard work but i'm just so excited to build this thing so good yeah yeah it's fuck yeah it's funny i went and got quotes that was another thing i went and got a whole heap of quotes for, from shed companies and i thought oh, yeah. And because steel's just gone up and I thought it was going to be cheap. And I was like, oh, this might be easy, a bit nicer just to erect it or whatever. And I started getting thinking, oh, this would just be easy. And then I went and got all these quotes and realized that I can build the shed that I want to build for about 10 to 15 grand cheaper. Really? Yeah, like holy, a proper, a lot, a lot cheaper. So I was okay. like, and then not only that, it's me. Would it, there's pros and cons to it. It's like I'm going to use hardwood to frame it and steel on the roof. And yeah. then hardwood, it's like I am in the bush with termites. Yeah. So it's like termite... Um, I've got to do like, you know, termite edging under, underneath yeah, it or okay. whatever protection. But then I'm like, all right, well, then I won't close in the walls inside. I build all my shelves and everything off the inside off the existing walls so I can always see the hardwood timber. Yeah, yeah. You know what epic. I mean? So I can yeah. always like check on it, check it. But I was just like, there's a mill down the road. Plus I just had to follow a whole heap of trees for the... um shed to go for where the shed's going to go so, so i've got all these big long straight timber so yeah, right now epic. i'm just getting a quote for a lucas mill to, to come, come in, and yeah. and i'm just gonna so i've just got to work out if that's going to be viable because that'd be so cool to be able to build so epic the shed out of that timber yeah but then at the same time even if i can't build the shed out of that timber i've got all these huge poles for when i do my outdoor area yeah i'll use that timber then where i'll i'll just cut it so with the chainsaw and just split them and use it like yeah. do a yeah. natural yeah. So I just have these big natural poles holding up my outdoor area nice nice mm. nice yeah, yeah. Okay. so dude when are you actually setting off on this trip
1: Um, so I'll be setting off probably late March so theoretically the boat will get to Lima on the 17th of March but um, to get from Brisbane to Lima it goes via sydney melbourne it's going up the um east coast of new zealand at the moment it'll change ships and probably go to a few pacific islands and then columbia and then to lima so there's plenty of chances for there to be setbacks so theoretical date 17 of march when the boat gets there might be a week or two later might be a month later i just don't know um and then i'll i'll fly over there to meet the boat there so it'll be funny i'll be buying a plane i'll be buying the ticket pretty last minute like a week yeah and then i'll be heading over spending a couple weeks organizing the boat um getting through customs um buying food all that sort of stuff and then yeah hopefully set off early april but
0: it's gonna be so stressful but also so exciting oh it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be stressful totally but really exciting yeah Mm. like i've never been to south america i don't speak the language like just trying to work my way around lima getting supplies and Stuff I need, and it's
0: really, yeah. yeah. How is it the fact that eight years and it's actually coming? It's actually yeah, happening.
1: I know, right? Yeah, and every day I think, Fuck yeah, this is sick. This is really, you're actually it. doing this. Yeah, it's just and, and it's starting to feel real now. Like, I've got contacts over there now, so I got some accommodation sorted, and it's just like, Yeah, wow, this is you're probably doing an expedition. And it's like, there's going to be adventures all along the way. Even when I get there, the couple weeks I spend there will be an adventure, then the first leg will be an adventure, and then Yeah, who knows what's going to happen, but each step it's just going to be different, like really different and really exciting and new and lots of stories to tell. Have you, um,
0: and I'm guessing that you haven't been to third world countries or South America or you haven't, because you haven't done much traveling. Yeah, no, I've been to
1: the Pacific Islands, but I haven't been to, yeah.
0: So yeah, you're actually going to a whole new place. It's just, all
1: Yeah. Fuck yeah! I yeah. love this shit. And it's just gonna be in the deep end straight away, yeah. like me over there on my own, trying to like work out all this stuff with the importing a boat, you know,
0: like. So how do we track this? Like you said, you're gonna document the actual trip. You're gonna doc- You're gonna document the first part too, when you get to Peru.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got a blog at the moment on the website, and so I update that at the moment every couple of weeks so that's tom robinson boats.com tom robinson boats.com yeah if you tom. google tom robinson rowing or tom robinson brisbane um it's like the first thing that pops up so that's pretty easy to find um so yeah i'll be posting um i'll be posting on the blog pictures and stuff and then i'll be filming when i'm there too and yeah they'll, it'll be up on um on instagram too i guess and things like that
0: sick man Dude. And how can people support you? You've got a GoFundMe page. Is yeah. that on the website too? Yeah.
1: yeah. So when you go onto the homepage of the website, you can. Cl- um, the, I think the first thing that comes up is a link to the GoFundMe page. Um, I'm trying to raise 40 grand, which is like that 40 grand is like a small part of the whole budget. Um, but that's, that's sort of what I'm going to need to basically make the trip happen. Because There's a hell of a lot more cost to go to get there. There's
0: it's so like, much, 21 grand just to get the boat there, man. Yeah. You know, let's no, support and this dude. Oh, yeah, everyone yeah. everyone listening, just man, like, come on. Go <laughs> on, go find me. It's so easy, man. You got five bucks? Buy this guy a beer. That's how I think about it. It's like sometimes, like when I see that stuff, it's just like, yeah. if you're at the pub, you'd easily buy him a beer. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's a beer so right now on taps. like, man, last night I bought my mate a beer. It was like eight bucks. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. Give this guy a beer, you know? <laughs> it's just like, so if everyone did that, man... Because mm. they th- think about it, it's like I have people message me sometimes and they're like, Oh dude, if you're ever in town I'd love to buy you beer. Oh, and cool. I'm like, yeah. sick. That's really cool. Yeah. But at the same time as like if everyone that wanted to buy me a beer for Yeah for um putting out adventure stories, yeah. that like eight bucks for that schooner or whatever it is, put that oh, that's put put I that, should get a go for. Yeah, put that in. everyone could do that, I'll get halfway to Ag and <laughs> with all the beers but, yeah. and the thing is I can't even I, like I've been drinking a bit of beer lately, but I've got to like cut down with like I won't be able to drink beer for at least 6 months because it's, that's the first thing that blows me it's really like if I if I just have three or four beers it drops like 5 10k of what I can run the next day really like it just really wow. hits my my arm um, cardio yeah know, it's okay. just, it just fucks me so I've got to really cut um, down on the yeah yeah cut down on it that's so it's good, um yeah yeah man I'm motivated right now
1: mm. Yeah, it's so good. Hey, it feels good, doesn't it? Well, like, it
0: feels good just doing shit, going for something, you yeah. know, sitting here like, you know, like you telling me this story of what you're about to do is motivating me for what yeah. I want to do
1: and it just makes you feel like anything's possible which it kind of is <laughs> yeah if you're,
0: okay listeners right now seriously think about it really think about what are your freaking dreams what is it something that you want to accomplish like what is it that you've always wanted to do or wish you could do even if it's like salsa dancing or whatever get a little vision board get a little bit of a cup, a piece of paper or whatever and write it down write down even if it's multiple dreams write them all down and then look at it and go and then and then think about like what you want to do to, what you need to do to get there those steps like literally think about that and then just go step by step it's pretty funny my mate called me yesterday one of my best mates that I've grown up with and he called me and he was like a little bit depressed yeah. and he said to me dude he goes this is not what it's cracked up to be and I go what and he goes he goes society has like told me like I need to And I get it because it's it's in our biology to have have security, to have shelter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with how everything is right now, he said all he wanted to do was like own a home. His his last like eight, ten years, he's just been thinking, I've got to buy a house, right? Wow, okay. And so the only place he was looking, he was looking forever and to try and afford, afford a place and like what his dream property would be. And he ended up buying it down in Tasmania.
1: Epic, yeah. Right?
0: And he's now he's been down there. He's had it for about a year and he's been working on the place and doing everything. And he's like, enjoyed it. But he said like, he's had to give up his whole lifestyle, his friends, his family to, you know, it's like he doesn't have his life, the dream lifestyle he wants. And he said, it's actually not what he cracked up to be. And he realized it was just an idea that was sold on him. Yeah. That he had to have this. And he said like, now he just wishes, he's like, he just said to me, he's like, you know, I just want to buy, try to find some land now or something that's closer to where I can live the life I want to live. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, I'm happy just to freaking live in a tent. Yeah. Because he goes, it's, you know, and I was just really thinking about that yesterday when he said that and how much that resonated. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we, we need shelter and we need that security. But at the same time, like, where's the balance in that of like what we give up? In our lifestyle. Yeah, totally. You know, and and for him right now, he's at the point where he's like, I'm happy to give up all luxuries and just live in a tent. Yeah. So I can be closer to the life that I want to live. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, that actually kinda of makes sense, you know. Yeah. And it's like this dream that he thought he was that was sold on him, mm, mm-hmm, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it was someone else's idea, he was saying, like, this is just for him. Yeah. He was like saying like kinda of saying, like, that's society's like we need to you need to do this, you need to invest in this, you need to do that. And he's saying now that he's done it, it isn't actually what he cracked up to be.
1: It's um no. yeah it's funny and I think people like yourself and me we're, we're we're blessed we're lucky people because I think we're sort of somewhat independent thinkers yeah we're born and, with it yeah and so um we don't think oh we, we've got to do this by this age and be at this stage in our lives mm. we got this ability to think outside the box and go hey well we can do anything with our lives yeah what should we do you know let's have some fun and so those th- those prescribed norms of um of what we should be doing as a human in society. Um, they don't sort of weigh in on our lives as much as they do other people's. Yeah. And we're really lucky. And so people that listen, um, it's just like, it's amazing. You can really do whatever you want. Yeah. And and we all get by in the end. You know? Yeah. And that's <laughs> the,
0: the reason why I said that too, like when you really think about it, when I was saying like, you know, like we're both going for these dreams and we always have, it's like, okay, Think about right now, the reason why I I just said this to you listeners about my mate down in Tassie, it's not about a house, it's not about that, it's about like he was not, he wasn't going for the, he was going for someone else's dream, he was going for someone, this is what I took from it, is that if he really sat down before and thought about his true authentic self and what he wants in life and what he really, really wants and how he really wants to live, he would have wrote a different list. And a different list of goals, he would have gone for something different. So, he, so, and the reason why I'm saying this is like, what are you going for right now? Now, really sit with that and look at that. And is that what you really want? How do you really want to live your life? You know, then instead go for that, you know? And it's pretty funny. So, when I had, I had a hundred grand saved, and I was, and one of my best mates I grew up with is a financial advisor. Yeah. And I said I was going to buy this property down at Crescent Head. And he goes, no, mate, no, no. He's like, no, nah, you can't do it. You can't do it. No, no, no. You got what you got to do. You need to. You need to buy. You got to buy a unit in Palm Beach because Palm Beach on the Gold Coast is growing at this rate. It's going at. That's 2.5% a year. I'm just making numbers up here. But 2.5% a year at this rate, that property you're going to buy, that's only growing at (laughs) 0.125. So what you want to do, man, like you got the money. Nah, nah, this is what you got to do. You have to do it, man. So you you need to buy this unit in Palmy. And then in 10 years, or it'd actually be better if it was 15 years, and so I'm 30 <laughs> at this stage and he's like hey it'll be better in 15 years but oh you could probably pull, pull it off in about 10 years so in 10, 10 years time then sell that unit and then you'll have the money to then then you can buy your property <laughs> because it would have grown at this rate and you'll have yeah. this much money and I went are you fucking serious, dude? Yeah. And he goes, No, no, this is what you've got to do. You've got it because the investment, you can have this much money and you can do this. And I said, But, dude, I want to live in the bush. He goes, Yeah, but in 10 or 15 years, then you can, you can live yeah. your dream life and you'll have this much money. And I go, What are you talking about, dude? I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I was like, I want to do this now. Mm. I was like, You're telling me to wait 10 or 15 years to live how I want to live? Yeah. Live. Like in my prime, like what I yeah. want to do, I said, right now I'm 30 years old. Right now I have the energy. I have the strength to build this house, to, to live in the bush, to do, I want to do that now. I don't yeah. know what I want to do in 15 years. might be something else, but I was like, this is the life I want to live right now. I want to live in the bush. I want to build my own place. I want to go surfing. You're telling me and you're freaking me out as well. Yeah. Cause you're like, you can't do it. It's done. And like, and it wasn't just him. That's when I looked around. That's what everyone was doing around me. They're like, no, you can't do this. Scary, and it was funny. Hey? The same people that told me that it was the dumbest idea ever to do it, now that I'm doing it, are the same people that are going, oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> and literally that same <laughs> man yeah. of mine is telling me all the time that I'm so lucky. You're lucky. You make your own I'm luck. And I'm like, are you kidding me? All I did was fucking do, I did what I wanted to do and yeah. not what you just told me to do. Yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. And I get it and it came from love. And mm. it literally mm. came from love. Mm. But the thing is, and, and it's not wrong how they're thinking at all because yeah. that's just their story. Yeah. But the thing was when I went deep with inside myself, it wasn't my story. It wasn't yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. I'm not worried and, it, and it's like, okay, yeah, you got two people in life and it all depends on The game, the game that's playing. Like sometimes it's good to count your pennies and sit and be conservative. Other times it's good to live for the now. Yeah. So I think there's a balance in that and all depending on where it is. So it's like I get it, that they're coming from a more conservative point. It's just like, yeah, you're setting yourself up more for your future. So then when you're older, you've got more of a kiddie balance. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, but for me, Success and like what I want is more, you know, to be to value right now and to spend my money right now on experience. Yeah. So it's like it's playing the balance within that for me. Yeah. I was like, that's my truth, Mm. you know. And so it isn't about what anyone else's truth is or anyone doing whatever, whatever they want to do is fine. But for me, I had to really sit and like I sit there because everyone was telling me, like, I've got this money and I want to buy this. I need to invest Mm -hmm. and I need this. And then this is the good, the good area and that. And I was like, but I don't want to live there. I don't want to live like that I don't want to live like this and everyone was telling me no and I had to really sit with myself and be like okay what's my truth here what do I want in life what do I want to go for what Mm. is going to make me feel whole what is going to make me feel achieved what is going to make me feel like I'm fucking living my truth Mm. with this one expression this one experience of life that I have to express Yeah. and I'm like you know what dude and I had to turn my back on everyone that was telling me I was an idiot and just fucking do it right Yeah. And that's the thing. And that, the other thing as well, it was also not my fears that they were putting on me. Mm, mm. Yeah, it was yeah, there. It was their yeah, fears. Yeah. So my mate, and it's fine, and I, it's to be honest, it's fucking going to work for him too because when we're 50, he's going to be way more set up financially than me. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. also in the last 20 years, I would have had to work. Like it's just a balance, but it's just like, okay, you know what? It's just not me.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and
0: so his fears of that, he was pushing on me, but I, I I saw that, Mm, you mm. know, and I was just like, like, I'm not saying I'm like, just, it's just, for me. Oh, you're always going to be Definitely. careful when you talk about this shit because then people go, oh, you're telling me I'm wrong because I've bought a house. And I'm like, no, I'm not telling you wrong, dude. I'm telling you go with inside yourself yes. and see what you want to do. If that's everything you want to do and you're living out your dreams, fucking brilliant. I'm just yeah. saying when it came down to me with that, it wasn't my dreams. I had to think about this and what I wanted and go and go in that direction. Yeah. Whatever and your direction's your direction, man.
1: It's hard for lots of people um, that live in Brisbane, you know, big city sort of thing because they're only surrounded by people that live that nine to five norm. Yeah. And so um, for me even, like I, most of the people I associate with are like that. But then I speak to people like yourself and some of my mates and sailing buddies and that sort of thing and old dudes that have done stuff. And just just like a chat for 10 minutes, it, it opens up your horizons. Mm. And you go, well, yeah, there are other people thinking like me and this is cool and it's good, you know. Yeah. But some of these people they don't even get to associate with with other people and and look into a different perspective. They're, it's all so insular mm. and it's it, and it's really really hard for those people to to step outside and go, "Wow, there is different possibilities and different options out there."
0: Yeah. Well, doing that it gives you permission. Mm. When you're hanging around other people or talking around other people that are doing it? Yeah. it's giving you permission. It's like, oh, that's it. That's right. I can do this. When you're constantly around, and that's why I always say surround yourself like the five people that you surround yourself by the the most you're going to become a product of. So surround yourself by people that are inspiring you. And what I always do, I just surround myself just like Patrick the guy that was on um, a couple of episodes ago with Climbing to Denali. Yeah. He lives in Mullum. I'm trying to like... I'm not... Tr- like, I'm just... He's a dude. I want to hang out with him. Yeah. I want to train because he's like... He's doing what I want to do. Yeah. He's inspiring me. Yeah. He's on the same program. Like, fuck yeah. Uplink, hang out with that dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to push me. It's, it's telling me that it's okay. It's allowing me to like... Yeah, it's like I need to train and do all this stuff to to really push myself. He understands it. He gets it. He's doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's so good when you find those people. It's like a connection there and it's important. It's nice, yeah.
0: Dude, you're 22 years old, Tommy. I like calling you you Tommy. Tommy, you're 22 years old. It's absolutely incredible to see a young guy literally going for it giving something a go, doing it all by himself. It's completely fucking inspiring. Yep. Not only that is what you're doing for yourself. I, I say it to all young people because it's what grew blew my mind. What, what, what yep. grew me into myself is traveling and going out and experiencing what you're doing at 22, man. Okay. You're doing a huge meditation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. hundred percent
0: for one rowing is a meditation. Yeah. Being isolated. As a meditation, being by yourself, being at the sea, you're know you going to have sublime moments all the time where it's just fucking you as this dot in the ocean, realizing the nothingness you are, but also how powerful you are at the same time, right? Totally, totally. It's like, you don't even know the spiritual growth that you're going to go into on this journey. Like, you are going to come back a different person. You're going to come back a more true, authentic you, right? Because you're going to learn who you are. I just said to my cousin yesterday, she goes, I don't know what my passions are, cause, and I don't know what I want to do. And I was like, because you don't know yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, I yeah. said,
0: that's the fun of it, learning who you are. I said, but you've got to go out and give things a go. Yeah, You've got to go out and try. You know, try rock climbing. You might hate it, and it's not for you. Go to Salsa, you might like. It. It's not for you. Go do this, go do that. But the whole thing about traveling and experiencing is finding out what you like
1: and yep. learning about yourself. Totally, totally. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to step out of your comfort zone. All the time to, to find new experiences and give everything a go, mm. and that's when you're going to find what you really like. Yeah, yeah. I remember
0: Rio. He's a guy I do um, conversation with Lionel like Elder with. It's a it's like a segment that I do on this podcast about really thinking about life and thinking going into your fears and really it's yep. mainly about self love because to be yep. able to do this, you got to you got to have self love. You got to like sure, yeah. you got to like love yourself enough to give yourself what you want and what you need. Yeah. So I remember he said to me, I was about 25 I would have been about 26 or 27 years old and um, maybe even younger, but I was having a bit of like a spiritual awakening. Cool. And he yeah. just said to me, he's like, dude, you're so fucking lucky. Yeah. And this is a guy who's really enlightened, but he's, you know, in his 60s. And he said, you're so fucking lucky. And I said, why? And he goes, because you're figuring this shit out now. Yeah.
2: And yeah. Said,
0: some people go their whole life and don't even self-reflect, don't even give themselves, sit down and blame everyone else. They don't take responsibility for their life. Yeah. He's like, you're doing it right now. You're in your mid-20s, man. Mm. If you do this right now and take responsibility for your life. You're setting your whole life up to live for you. You're setting your whole life up to have a fucking good time yeah. because you know yourself and you know yourself what you want. Yeah. You know what, what, um, what you have fun with. He's like you're taking control. And I go, what? And, he, and I go, oh, but you do that. And he goes, yeah, but man, like even me. He's like, I didn't figure it out until I was in my 30s. You know what I mean? Like he traveled and everything and he was telling me about his awakenings in Poon. He went to India and South America and did different yeah. spiritual stuff. And he said before that he was an asshole, just like everyone else. Well, yeah. not like, <laughs> you know, and I just thought about it too. And I was like, holy fuck, in my early 20s, I was just an asshole too. Yeah. I was just living in my ego thinking I was so fucking cool. Yeah. And then when I just started taking responsibility for my life and actually going, hey, what do I want? What do I want to go for? Mm. No one else is going to do it for me. I've got to do it for myself. That checklist to get me to my goal I have to do.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all on you. you got to make it happen. And yep. actually
0: sitting there going, hey, what do I want? Mm. You know, rather than looking at the time at other people to make me happy, my friends around me and my girlfriend or whatever, you just have to do it for me. You're actually really taking responsibility. And that's where I really started stepping up. Yeah. That's where I really started setting goals for myself. And then when I left my ex-girlfriend when I was uh, 30, um, when I broke up with Lexi, I was with this girl for like seven years when wow, I broke yeah. up I just went you know what now it's my time yeah I'm really gonna cool I'm about me yeah, I'm stepping yeah. in what are my dreams that's when I went what are my dreams what do I want to do I was like yeah I've always wanted, dreamt of surfing in the Arctic I'm going yeah. I've always dreamt of doing this I've always dreamt of doing that you know and Epic, I just wrote yeah. that plan and just did it yeah, yeah Yeah. 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 and what's brilliant about that is now I know how to do it mm. and now I can do that in relationships you got that formula yeah yeah you got the formula you figured it out that's it I'm sitting there and, and it's really cool when friends and family and podcast listeners and people reach out and ask for advice i'm like, i'm no one to give fucking advice but i know what worked for me yeah what worked for me was just stepping up yeah yeah you know? and that totally. was, what was really nice to say to my cousin yesterday go you know what? we'll go find out yeah, yeah go yeah. out and explore and find out who you are give things a go yeah you know write down a list of your dreams and what they are and go step by step mm. you know and it's and all possible
1: you... like you know don't limit yourself in any way don't think this adventure is too big or too hard no, it's all yeah. out there it's all possible
0: like, dude it is but, dude you're about to freaking row a small boat across a freaking half the world <laughs> <laughs> dude, it sounds dude, crazy. seriously like are you scared of like come on man are you actually like think about if a 50 year storm hits you
1: think of, like, what yeah, is going like, to happen
0: if like, there's 20 meter seas and gonna
1: yeah th- yeah like, like that, that. that's scary stuff and, and that could happen um the boat's capable and I'm capable yeah, so sweet. as long as I don't get washed overboard um I'll get through it. Are you know?
0: gonna okay? When you're rowing, you yeah. gotta make sure, man. Like you, are you you're yeah. Gonna, clipped on. You're gonna yep, be clipped on. Don't get sure. complacent with this. Yeah, I know that is That's the
1: biggest thing. Yeah, clipping yeah. on because yep. you
0: are by yourself and like that boat. It's like you can't swim. Uh, like it's in the current. You're in the current. It's, yeah. And then if you do, is it a boat that you can easily climb up
1: on? Yeah, yeah. You can jump back on board. Yeah. Oh, wicked! Yeah. Like
0: even like when I'm like, you know, just sometimes we'll just be floating in the ocean. You grab a rope and just jump off. But you always like got a yeah. rope to the boat yeah, or something. Yeah, like. yeah. But yeah, oh my god! And then also, do you have like in your bunk? Have you set up anything that you can strap yourself in?
1: Yeah, so I got like a cloth, a cloth sort of thing. So that'll stop me rolling side to side. And if it's really bad, I can sort of tie it over me and back down so yeah. that um, I'm sort of strapped in like this straight jacket style. <laughs> and oh my yeah, god! Yeah, not going anywhere. I'm
0: picturing listeners, if you haven't heard the the, I think it was episode like fifteen or twelve. It's called Mayday, Mayday. These guys took a yacht from Canada and sailed to try to sail to Iceland. And in the middle of the ocean, pr- pretty much south of Greenland, they got caught in, like, a 50-year storm and right. had to abandon ship and get rescued, and it is fucked up. But, you know, that he, he ex- explains about just being in this storm, just, like, tying himself into the boat and just getting thrown around these, like, 40-, 50-foot waves. Yeah. and He's sitting there and just, like, closing his eyes and just holding on. And that was in, like, a 36-foot <laughs> yacht, man. Like, yeah. you're in, like... Like a way smaller boat. Like yeah. just, there's gonna be times, man, where you're, you know, and cross fingers touch wood. But it's just like, yeah, it's like what you. That's what you're stepping into. It's like if I'm stepping into a mountain, I know a storm's gonna hit me up there. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean? totally. you, you know when you cross the ocean. You, every time I've like set off on a passage, you know you're in for it. Mm. It could. You don't know. Like you, you, just know. You expect like a storm's gonna hit me at, at some one stage. point. It's at yeah. some point, we're gonna have a beautiful sail, and at some point, we're gonna have no wind. Probably. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. it's just like the storm's gonna come. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, know? definitely. And so at one stage, a storm's going to come, or several stages, and you're going to be yeah.
1: tied in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, going to be intense. Man, it's going to be oh. so intense. Yeah. Dude,
0: all right, let's follow you. So, Tom. Robinson, no, Tom Robinson. Tom
1: Robinson Instagram. Yep, Tom underscore dot underscore
0: Robinson. Dot underscore Robinson. Yep. And then, uh, and then. On the website, on your website, we can watch a live feed. Oh, not a live feed. We can watch videos of the vlog
1: when yeah. it's going. Yeah, yeah. So um, on the website, there's a link to the YouTube channel. If you look up Tom Robinson Rowing on YouTube, you'll find it. Um, there's a few videos up there now and um more to come yeah, yeah and, I, and i and expect too that once you do start following you that we will be as,
0: when i said the live that'll be the tracking yes we'll be able to track you but i'm guessing you won't be because you won't be able to send footage off so there might be a good way to like watch you before you leave and then you leave and then it's like man we'll be tracking you not hearing much until yeah I... <laughs>
1: there'll be three or four months of nothing and then it'll be me on the island sending footage back and like oh. blogging and yeah. I'm yeah, so excited yeah, yeah. to track
0: this stuff. When Jeff Wilson crossed Antarctica, he had set up that you could track him, was putting vlogs up. And it was just like, it actually got to the point with him where I couldn't, re- I was getting too scared. Yeah. I wow. got to. I had to like kind of shut off from it because I was too scared Yeah, when he was crossing Antarctica. Like, I, I was just too nervous. I couldn't be. And then when he made it man, when we got the message from Wild Earth that Jeff had made it across... Um, Antarctica, it was just like, I just do remember, I was driving along, I started screaming like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Dude, I so can't good. wait to track you, man. Okay, so let's go through it again. Tomrobinson.com on the website. When you do leave, it's going to be end of March, yep. or April, we're going to be following you. Yep. There's going to be tracking, GPS tracker, where we can track your movements across the pacific freaking ocean on a small little boat that you built yourself that you're rowing That's you it. psychopath <laughs> and then you're rowing and then I'm um, dude all i can do is say good luck um yeah. Cheers. there's the GoFundMe page on your website let's help support this dude, dude man like come on come on guys Thank let's you, yeah. he's help, going yeah. for it he's only 22 <laughs> man he's put, like think about that you've done a huge feat as it is to build a yacht to save this money yeah to, you know what i mean like
1: yeah yeah and it's been yeah so sa- i've been saving for this yeah since i was my first job when i was 14 working on boats yeah
0: so think about this guy ain't at the pubs on the weekend fucking blowing his money drinking he's actually like you know he's going for something so let's help him like you know that's all the sacrifice i've said that to people like i dated this girl once and she just she was like so oh like blah blah and i was like well maybe like if you really want to get there stop Fucking just going on three day benders every yeah. weekend and spending
1: all your money. People just want good it's feeling like, right now, right here, right yeah, now. Like, you're you gonna
0: sacrifice shit. I'm like, okay, think about okay. You're spending, you're buying a bag of cocaine. This girl was pretty bad. I was like, <laughs> you're buying a bag of cocaine. You're buying like all these drugs and all. So you're spending 500 bucks on drugs just on a weekend, then all the money on alcohol. You're spending 800 bucks just to bet. Imagine if you didn't party every weekend. Yeah, maybe that, if you, and you just cut it That's not real good
1: memories either. That's like no. fun for a bit, but that's not. Real wholesome memory making.
0: I know. I'm like, just cut it out. Just you got to <laughs> sacrifice. Any. And that's the thing. Like we have seen there. That everyone that's done anything, they've started somewhere and they've had to sacrifice. That list
1: that you want to get to your goal takes sacrifice.
0: And yeah. that's why it's so freaking beautiful the journey because you've mm. actually
1: got to go for it. And it's all worth it, no matter what happens yeah. on on this expedition of mine. It's all worth it. All that sacrifice. It's It's all
0: all worth it. I'm going to be setting an alarm for like one a.m. in the morning to get up and fucking do some stupid run while it's cold. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like (laughs) fuck. You know, it's not going to be fun, but it is. It's
1: going to be the thing that you do it and then it's rewarding. It's that rewarding. That's the biggest thing about rowing, ocean rowing, Mm -hmm. is it's rewarding. Um, I really get that feeling after a hard day of work or whatever it is. You come home and you feel good, and I'm going to be getting that every day for a year like to the extreme and it's just yeah that level of satisfaction is yeah yeah, pretty pretty epic
0: yeah i'm gonna leave the listeners with this um one game that i made up years ago which i'm about to step back into and i think it's a brilliant game for people to play and i i I named it i just i make game if i make things a game it's fun for me that's just how my mind works so this game i called it the sense of achievement and so the game is that when you wake up in the morning yeah. You have like your achievements of what you want for the day, right? Yeah. So when, when it's to get towards this goal, but you've got to make them practical. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, it, the whole thing is you burn yourself out if you set too, yeah. too many goals. So you're doing it step by step of what you're capable of, but pushing yourself. So it's like, okay, so let's say I wake up in the morning, I'm like, all right, today I want to get up, I want to go for a surf, I want to get a surf in, and then I want to do a 10K run. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. All right. So I've set that goal. And then I'll go for a surf. And maybe surf's pumping or whatever, and I end up surfing for a few hours, and I come back and I'm bugging, I'm wrecked, sun like, you know, dehydrated, you know, have a feed, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't be bothered running. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but I've got to. I set that goal. I've got to stay in the sense of achievement. Yeah. You know what I mean? The whole thing is to stay that you feeling achieved. Yeah. So then you're like, all right, I've got to go for that run. So then you go for a run and you nail it and you keep. So the whole game is to keep yourself in the sense of achievement.
1: Yeah, yep, 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 for sure. You know? Yeah.
0: Like everything you can get done. I'm doing it right. Man, I'm multitasking right now. It's so sick. I'm building, like I'm training, I'm doing the potty, I'm building a shed. How good. Yeah, that muscle. Yeah. It's just like I'm working for it. I haven't been sleeping too much. Like, because everything now, I've been climbing trees. Like, everything now, it's like push myself, push myself, you know? And it's like, but it's been good because I'm achieving.
1: It feels so good, hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like at the moment for me, I'm working full time and I'm, and I'm planning this. And like, so it's work all day, all night on the computer, organizing, emailing, and then on the weekends doing this sort of stuff and just like, yeah, hustling, making it happen. Yeah. And it just feels so bloody good.
0: Yeah, it takes hard, yeah. hard work and hard then work, you yeah. get to step in. To That's what I say. Like, it's like my life is like really hard work, right? Go, 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 go. For like, say, three months of the year, and then it's just completely let go. I yeah, just completely yeah. let go to the now and go travel. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, epic. It's yeah. It's just that work hard. You're about to do it. You're about to spend nine months. nine months will turn into. Well, the thing is, the world's your oyster once you leave. Who knows? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm in no rush. Hey, like you know, we'll see what happens along the journey. <laughs>
0: Sick dude. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Fuck. Too dude. Easy. Good luck. <laughs> Thank Seriously, you. good luck. Thank I'm you. gonna be. I'm gonna be following you. I awesome. think. I think you're a maniac. But yeah. in a good way yeah, and good. we all we're, no no but we're like you know what I mean it's Eight just like think alike yeah. yeah it's just like you gotta think yeah but yeah just you <laughs> <laughs> go for it I love it I love it too. Well, uh, awesome alright thanks Tony to you just yes, say. So, if you guys like this episode and would like to support keeping this podcast going and also get me up that mountain, please feel free to donate through the link in my bio on Diaries of the Wild Ones Instagram. Or the website diariesofthewildones.com, and in the menu bar, hit the donate link. And please share this app on your social media stories, or just tell your mum. A penal knife giveaway this week, guys, to whoever shares the podcast and tags diaries of the wild ones. I'll choose a frother and send out a knife. Much love, guys. Enjoy.
2: Yes, <laughs> But